Hello and welcome back to the Doberman Radio Gamescast. As always, I'm your host Ryan and I'm joined today by my lovely cohort of co-hosts, Brett. Hello. Wyatt. Well, uh, uh, hi. And Alex. I've been playing Solitaire in the background of every episode of the podcast before here and none of you have ever noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that's, how you, you said that as if it was an intentionally bad thing to do. Like, oh, you naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, let's get our show started. This is technically the Thanksgiving episode. You know, yeah. it's a Thanksgiving episode, but because Thanksgiving is a lame holiday, we don't. Wow. <laughs> yeah, true. Hey, He's right. I'm not. I'm not calling out the events that you might do with your family on Thanksgiving, if you're American, but uh, I mean, what's what's the point, right? We, it's sandwiched between two good holiday seasons, right? You got exactly. Halloween, well, and then you to... got the, the Christmas, Hanukkah holiday season, so you've got... The point is to have a lovely feast with your with your family. Yeah, but turkey sucks. <laughs> so... yeah, I disagree. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'd go that far. I'm being controversial for the sake of being controversial. <laughs> I would take a grocery store rotisserie chicken over a turkey any day of the week. Wow. I'm, I'm expecting yeah. both of these guys to just pull their human yeah, masks no. off and there's just turkeys underneath. It's like, jeez, dude. All right. We will avenge our brethren. <laughs> it's the anti-turkey store. I don't know if there's a turkey store somewhere, but it's got to be a turkey turkeys store. Turkeys will gobble up. I mean, right. rise up. <laughs> so for our, our little friends giving potluck of an episode today, we, we got a couple of things we're going to talk about. All right. So, excuse me, Wyatt. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's episode 86. We are working our way up to 100, and we've got a few things to talk about. We got some gaming news this week that has happened that's uh, pretty fun. We got some Riot Forge stuff, which they did a big drop of all their uh, League of Legends spin off property, new Rune Terra creative universe thing. That now exists, so <laughs> we get to talk about some of these games that actually look pretty good. Um, Battlefield 2042. Looking great. Looking the biggest looking joke of the century. My god. Looking it's, amazing. It's amazing that both two, there are two games, uh, number one and number eight, go. of the lowest rated uh, Steam games of all time, and one yeah. of them is Konami and one of them is EA, and they both came out this year, and that's just incredible. 2021. Oh, Friggin what's the Konami now. one? <laughs> Uh, e-soccer 2022. Oh, so just something. It's, yeah, something throwaway. A a sports franchise. All right. So. Live service sports franchise now. We're going to start out with our game this week. We we haven't started with a game in a while. But in the spirit of Battlefield 2042, I have a fun little... Review game for us to do. So I'm going to tell. I'm going to give you all a quote from a review, a critic review of a Battlefield game, and I need you to tell me what Battlefield game is attached to. This is including everything after 1942. Not oh, including lose. 1942. I, so no, I nothing pre-like 2010-ish. Uh, but there's yeah. still plenty of Battlefield games to choose from. We're going to start out. In fact, I don't even know what Battlefield this is from because I, I didn't write it down, <laughs> so let me pick one that I do so know what it's from. You know? <laughs> and you could say the quote and just be like, oh, we'll, we'll never know. Battlefield Battlefield is an excellent multiplayer FPS with wildly varied vehicles and interesting maps. 
Well, it's not Battlefield one. the original. Had no vehicles. That's not true. <laughs> what are you talking about? They weren't. They weren't as prevalent as they were. What are you talking in, about? <laughs> This is this is not going to become the battlefield argument. Yeah. Sorry, why? Why it's wrong? Listen to me. Anyway, next next is, is that actually the the quote from the that is the quote that is the okay, entire so quote. The one. I'm going to say three. I'm going to say two because I've never played it before and I'm going to lose anyway. Two is not on this list. Two is He's too early. Yeah. Um. I'll give you the the list of titles that I've pulled these from. Is Battlefield 4, obviously. Hardline, 2042, oh. uh, 3, and 1 and 5. The, the World War 1s. So, bad company? What about Bad Company? I don't have any Bad Company on here. Okay. I'll go with Hardline on this one. I think I'm going to actually go with 1. Alright, Wyatt? Uh, 3. That's Battlefield 4. That's oh, a Battlefield 4 quote. Damn it. Huh. They emphasize vehicles, so I, I mean, vehicles are I've, just like. Fine. I've played Battlefield 4. That's the only one I've played. There, there have not been vehicles in it for me, except the ones I've been run over by. <laughs> All right. Which so, Battlefield has a lot of problems. From its optimization, questionable design, and various bugs, it is clear that the game was not completely ready to be released. This could actually be for a lot. Of I know. That's why I <laughs> this one. makes it a difficult question. Um, I mean, because this could be everything from four onwards. Here's the thing: because yeah. like immediately when I think of bad launch, I think of four, because that's like yeah, the first same. one where it was really bad. But they were saying that has questionable design, which four didn't have. Four had good design underneath the the bugs. Is it? It makes me one? feel. It makes me because one one was actually relatively bug free after the beta, because the beta was like actually in advance. Yeah. Um. That makes me feel like it's it's 2042. Yeah, same. But that's okay. not the one that recently came out, is it? Yes, yes it, it is. is. That, that is the oh. one that just came out. Are the reviews out for it? Yeah, sure, 2042. That is 2042. Good. I had to throw an easy one go. in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good way of putting that, that game in general. That was very well I, <laughs> I would have thought they'd... I would have thought after its initial... You know, like the state they put it out in, they would have been smart enough to have a review embargo. No, they didn't even bother with that. <laughs> it's because the review process for Battlefield 2042 was, um, according to reviewers that were at the the events, it was a 10-hour event, basically, and that was the entirety of the time they had pre-launch for reviews. It was like two hours and four hours yeah. and split across game modes. So, that, all right. Hmm. I don't know how I feel hmm. about that. <laughs> I know how I feel about that. This Battlefield's release was smooth. But Battlefield 1. One. <laughs> it plays like something novel one. and worthwhile. 1. Battlefield 1. This is the easiest question. Battlefield 1. one. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's Hardline. <laughs> Based. Let's go. <laughs> I actually like Hardline a lot. I actually like Hardline. I was, hardline is hard to find reviews for that are not easy to figure out what they are because yeah, yeah, almost everything sense. mentions the cops and robbers twist immediately mm -hmm. yeah but all right you you've passed our game pretty good for the most part and, and not really you got no. one of them <laughs> you used context clues and cheated <laughs> i mean hey sometimes that's the best solution to success that's uh, what you gotta do
All right, so now we're going to move on and talk about some of the news from this week that we've got that battle. We got Battlefield out of the way for now. We're inevitably going to end up talking about it again and having a bad time. Yeah. But just, just wait. Uh, I need a reprieve. I'm never not going to have anger set aside in my psyche. For it's like pent up it's, frustration it's and rage. It's, it idles at like a seven out of ten rage at all <laughs> moments of the day. <laughs> okay, so. We had a, a surprise launch today, this week. We did. It's technically still within this week. Halo Infinite surprise launched. And by surprise launch, I mean we all knew it was happening. Yeah. And we all immediately got very addicted. <laughs> yes. uh, unfortunately, I haven't been able to spend that much time on it. I've been very busy. Recently. I know. You've been very busy playing <laughs> Halo Infinite. Too and, busy and to I, play and Halo I haven't, Infinite. And I, and I haven't really been able to, to play much of it yet. I do want to remind people that as of the recording of this podcast, Halo Infinite has been out for less than a week. The, the multiplayer has been out for less than a week. Are you going to do this to me? <laughs> Are you going to do this to me? And Why did I have waited Ryan. for over two days? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to call me out like that? I, I would just like to, to mention that <laughs> he has spent more than a full work week of hours. The past six days of Halo Infinite, which I don't think I don't know if it's a bad thing, but it's probably a bad thing. All right, this man's still in school, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He's got more important things to worry about than playing Halo Infinite. But it, what if it's really good? Well, it just so happens that it is, and we'll talk and more so about that very soon. You can't judge me for it too much. <laughs> Hey, I have yes, one yes, of our favorite individuals to, to pop up on the show occasionally is a good old Bobby Kotick. Oh, oh that was sarcastic. CEO of Activision. And Bobby Kotick is in some hot water right now because, oh. well, obviously he was already in hot water. Now he's like he's the frog boiling water. over. Um, yeah, he's in like hot water boiling right now. <laughs> Yeah, he is in a in an ocean of lava that is was, not going to cool it down. It was simmering pretty bad. Now it's a rolling boil. So, Kodak, a article came out from. Uh, let me make sure I have the the actual release date. But the article that came out basically stated that Kodak had likely known. It was from Wall Street Journal. Uh, had likely known about the sexual misconduct going on for years. That's really bad. Uh, yeah. Then that's Kodak. Yeah. There was an immediate petition of 500 Activision Blizzard employees to remove Bobby Kodak, which now has over a thousand employees signing it. So, yeah, he's in he's in hot water. Then Xbox and PlayStation chiefs both criticized Activision's handling and are evaluating their relationship with Activision right now. Ooh, nice, nice. That Love probably means nothing. Uh, in in yeah. all honesty, that likely doesn't mean very much, except for putting pressure on them to maybe as, do something. As long as they the like board... Money. As long as... And this this makes me just so sick to my stomach. As long as the board of directors is on Kodak's side for some reason. Well, the issue, the board of directors for Activision Blizzard, a lot of them are friends of Kodak, and Kodak used some of his initial leverage to get them in the board, so there's a lot of conflict of interest going on. Oh, great, great. Uh, but it's reaching the point... Black Book, too? Yeah, it's reaching the point where there are so many things tied up specifically with Kodak right now that it does not seem good that he's going to keep that job very long, uh, at least without 
something major happening because employees are walking out. There was a, another walkout the other week. So it's been, I don't know. I feel like this has been a, a remarkably unproductive month for these companies because of this. And it's probably all centered on what the upper management has been doing. So maybe get that sorted would be my advice. But you know, it, I don't know what we're gonna see. We'll have to see how this maybe plays it's out. It's pretty decent advice. I'd say. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe put Kodak in prison. Maybe just don't harass That'd people. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's not that hard. Just don't harass people. It's so easy not to be an ass that it's it's kind of it kind of it takes me aback every time that it, someone is. <laughs> may shock you how easy it is to be a pretty decent human being. Actually, it, yeah. it may actually shock you. All right. So now that we've gotten that over, uh, Rockstar had gta trilogy come out now we were gonna have some good news they have well this is kind of good news this is kind of good news so they relisted all the old versions of the games and they're giving free copies of the old oh. version of the games to everyone who got the trilogy pack. Okay. god so you can go play the original because the new ones are so buggy and awful the definitive edition the Absolutely edition. not. The definitive, the definitive edition, edition minus the music. And yeah, everything else. it was real rough and and fun and a sense of presentation and non buggy visual visuals. You know, character models that kind of look half decent for their so age at least. In the original, when you drive down a street and you can and you go back and forth really fast, your car doesn't grow. You can do that in the new one. So clearly, the new one is better. So I don't uh, know. It clearly, it has the definitive rain effects as well, and is not the worst thing i have ever seen <laughs> yeah all right For those of you watching and not listening yes my soul is actively being sucked <laughs> out of my body it is, look now we've got more fun things to talk about so riot forge did a bunch of presentations this past week uh where they showed off a lot of the games that riot has been partnering with other developers to work on and we got a surprise drop for ruined king the jrpg styled a turn-based game that's made by the, I believe, the Battle uh, some Night War developers. I forget, I forget the second half of the Battle, but the the Night War developers, which is a very, very good non-Japanese JRPG-style game. And Ruin King's been getting good impressions so far. So it's, I like getting shadow drops. It's a, it's a yeah. fun thing when it happens, especially when it happens out of literally nowhere. As far as I know, we, we did not know this was going to be happening. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I'm, I've been actually thinking about picking it up because it looks like visually very interesting, and if it has gameplay that I like already, then... Yeah, I, I, I think it's Battle Chasers <laughs> Night Wars, the game that it's based off of, which I, I need to finish because it is, a from what I've played of it, a very, very solid game. Um, so I want to get that done. And then maybe Ruin King because Ruin King looks also very good. Uh, we also got the final... Not the final, but the first look at the fighting game, Project L, which has been yes. a long way in the making. Uh, the rumors for that game have existed for, I think, like four years now, about since the acquisition of the uh, one, a fighting game studio that Riot acquired at one point. And now we finally have gameplay footage of what is their tag team fighter, <laughs> which we already don't have uh -huh. enough of. I'm a big fan of tag team fighters. They're going for that 3D, almost Guilty Gear-esque style, which looks very good. But it looks very solid. The gameplay videos we saw looked great, especially considering this there's, game is not slated to come out until 2023. The, so. There's also um, they they had like a an almost Rayman style game 
like a, a they had TV. Hextech Mayhem, which is made mm-hmm. by the BitTrip Runner developers, uh, which is a, a long-running like rhythm platformer franchise, mm-hmm. and that's also been getting relatively good impressions. Um, though it is a much smaller budget game compared to a lot of these. Then there was also Song of Nunu or something that that was also teased, which was another like kind of open level platformer from what we saw of it. But all of these games, I think, look really impressive. And from the showcase that they did, uh, I think a lot of people were expecting these games to look less high budget than they do. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm holding out my excitement. Because I don't want the current League of Legends community to get their hands on a fighting game and see what that turns into. <laughs> that does concern I'm me. I'm very worried about that. Oh, now dear. that you say that, that does concern me. Um, oh my. Because you're mixing fighting games, which, you know, fighting game communities are very, oh. very different because sometimes you get incredible ones depending on the game, and sometimes you get the worst, yeah. like, slugs, really absolute bad. worst pile of call of duty level trash uh it's very locational though i don't know well i think we'll see i it really to me is going to depend on how many people that play fighting games pick up project l versus how many league of legends players pick it up comparatively of like if are we getting league community playing a fighting game or are we getting a fighting game community playing a league game basically so I'm curious to see how that's gonna go. A little uh, dicey either way. Yeah, either either way, it's gonna be an interesting start. But I, I was just very impressed by the by the showing, especially because I think Riot Forge was kind of the thing that a lot of people were cautiously pessimistic for. I want to say of like makes sense. Yeah. It's hard to know what this is gonna look like until we see gameplay footage, and I think especially the first. Ruined King showcase that we saw did not look that great, especially yeah, visually. It looked, very, it looked very basic. It was like a but year I, and a half ago, so it was a while. Oh wow! But but I mean, it's it's also just such a uh, ambitious endeavor to come yeah. out with all of these games based mm-hmm. around one franchise or one like, <laughs> setting. I, I mean, I've like, heard that's that there's crazy. a lot of lore behind League of Legends, though. I haven't that's, delved into it myself. Yeah, but, apparently, if they can make this much content and a Netflix show I mean, about it, yeah use it don't just let it sit yeah. in one game that, and at least also, try out some new things that also apparently is very good the uh, yeah arcane's been getting great it. reviews as well from the uh, the initial few episodes uh netflix think... just really nails it with every adaptation they do just don't get me started every single <laughs> every <laughs> single one of them well why it isn't stops poking the bear <laughs> we there, there. I think the interesting thing with the League of Legends expansion is that this is something we t- used to get a lot of, uh, and we still do with some franchises like Warhammer. But this is like reminding me of the old Star Wars games, Rush. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. When back Star when like Wars World of War weekend. Yeah, where we had Warcraft three coming out, and there were the books franchises coming out of that, and then World of Warcraft coming off of it. Mm-hmm. Stuff like this kind of expansion of games, and like this is a game that started as a inspired by a mod to Warcraft three now becoming a franchise that is multi- mega millions worth of dollars uh the the newest league um final tournament their their big tournament was viewed by over 73 million people oh my so it's a big game <laughs> those are large numbers to be pulling 
Well, it's crazy too because, like, again, it's all these different games all at once. Whereas, like, even something like something as big as Halo, like, they've they've gone more like multimedia now, but it took them a while to to get there. Yeah, yeah definitely for a long time. Yeah. Whereas League just feels like <laughs> just mm-hmm. like a shotgun approach, just all at once. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's see. definitely true. Uh, all right. Not much else to talk about news aside from various game releases. We have the new Pokemon. I say new Pokemon, but they are remakes of the old games. Massive air quotes. Massive air quotes. Air quotes. (laughs) This is the thing that you'd be poking my bear about now. Because this is a direct assault on the nostalgia (laughs) of my childhood. Hey, supposedly these are good remakes of the games, but the issue is that they are just remakes of the games. Yeah, they don't add like anything new. Aside from the the underground stuff, they also don't include a lot of the fixes that were made in the platinum. Not platinum. What's the way features? They They don't add anything. They don't have the platinum decks, and they don't. They also don't look entirely different from Sword and Shield. If I'm being honest, you don't. They took away. They took away the entire post game. There's no battle frontier. There's no Battle Frontier anymore, yeah. That's You have nothing to do after defeating the League. It These is so, same so disappointing that Helping with a future Ace Combat game, I'm going to die. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, maybe Pokemon will see a revival. By revival, Pokemon doesn't need a revival. It's doing fine Just financially. Just, I, I think anyone who grew up with Pokemon has come to be disappointed with mm-hmm. their handling of the franchise. Did you say that it needs a, not an actual revival, but like a spiritual revival, I think is, is a good I think it just needs it. to be modernized. I don't think you need to change yeah. anything major. You why just if, need to add why, quality of life. If you're looking for what you expect a Pokemon game to be, because it's fran- it as a franchise has not evolved at all. No. Uh-huh, pun intended, because Pokemon. Uh, play Monster Hunter. Yeah, play, play Monster, Monster Hunter Stories. Monster Hunter actually. Stories. Yeah. It is legitimately or, the best Pokemon game to have come out in recent memory. <laughs> or if you don't want to spend money, there's so many fan-made like ROM hacks and stuff that just plus do Temtem. Temtem is better than a lot yeah. of Pokemon. There's Temtem a... is better I than Sword and Shield, I would say. If you don't feel like a well, if you feel like grinding, it's better than uh, Sword and Shield. Then there's also Shen Megami Tensei. If you want your dark Pokemon with demons. Yeah. That's, that's also a great true project. original Pokemon. There's, you your Dragon Quest. There's plenty yeah, of original, monsters. There, there, there's plenty of underground or cult hit Digimon games. Yeah, the Digimon yeah, games Digimon can also games. are also very good. Some of them are I've great. Heard they're fantastic. Cyber Sleuth <laughs> is really legitimately good. very fun, um, and you can get the whole collection of three games <laughs> very easily on most platforms now. So hey, you got your Digimon fix <laughs> if you don't want to play Pokemon. Um, yeah, let's let's move on. We're, we're I think we're done. With with Pokemon for the time being. Forever. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Forever. <laughs> we did not talk about something relatively neat that happened recently as well. Uh, a few episodes ago, Animal Crossing got its major DLC revival. And we, I think we just didn't mention it because it was one of the episodes where we, we were doing a, a gimmick thing. So... Oh, yeah. A gimmick thing? <laughs> a gimmick thing. Look... <laughs> I have to use wrestling terminology. I love, I love how just, how just like I don't care. <laughs> it's not. It's a. It's wrestling terminology. I, I we're doing, we were doing the gimmick episode. You know who's who's the heel in Animal Crossing besides Tom Nook? Absolutely, Pietro. Hundred percent, Pietro the clown. Uh, he is the heel of Animal Crossing. 
So, yeah, Animal Crossing update came out, and I think this kind of silenced a lot of the people that were saying Animal Crossing wasn't going to get any updates because now a lot of the things that it was missing are there. Are there, yeah. And you it's can got some cool stuff. between furniture. Squeeze between furniture. There's DLC. You can hang things on your ceiling. There's lots of new items. You got your gyroids back. You got your Brewster you got... Cafe. Your what? You got the cafe. You have a cafe now. The gyroids. They're, they're the little, like, rocket-looking men that you collect to place around your Animal Crossing island. They were very iconic in the GameCube days, but they just kind of vanished from some of the games and then have sporadically appeared. But it's been, it was disappointing that right. New Horizons did not have them. Now it does. So I, I'm vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, it's time to move on to our proper episode. We have oh a couple of games that we've all been playing. I think we're going to get Halo out of the way. <laughs> all this, right, sure all we right. should do that because then we might not have any time for any we're of gonna the other We're going to spend games. the entire rest of the podcast on this one. All right, all right, getting it out of the way. You might want to get the other. T- I, I feel like we have a lot to say. I, I know we have a lot, I have to, say. a lot to say. We're, we're going to go through the Halo stuff because the review stuff might be better suited to talk about when we go through Battlefield. <laughs> yeah. Because uh. I would I would like to ask you, what do you all think 2042's critical review score is at right now? Oh, I, I, know, I, what I know what it is. I know what it is at now, yeah. It's at a it's, 73. It's changed. Yeah, that's, 73. It's too that's high. Obs- which that's obscenely high. high. This is, I was going to guess 40. This is absolutely like super pessimistic tinfoil hat garbage that's about to spew from my mouth but um i mean bobby kodak swimming in it at this point so you <laughs> shall be used to it by now um i like the, it's just so many things that are that are like happening now is like so obviously like you paid this person off like why is why is and we'll get to this when we get to the future episode but why is cyberpunk in the running for best rpg of the year it's not even a contender, but it's there, so I'm sure CD Projekt Red used their Polish money to Maybe. to get their get their game in. And I feel like EA, because uh, even even like like YouTubers and like critical and stuff, like you you watch the videos of him playing the games, and he's like, this isn't this isn't super good. This is like super weird. This is so broken. All these things are like wrong. Maybe. Not even like broken, but bad design. And I'm almost done, Alex. Um, and then like you see his 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 moist meter review for it, and then he's he he gives he gives it like a like a, pretty, like, a, like a middling pretty high one because he had a sponsored EA video. Well, like, well, the crazy part to me... Oh. I, oh, Alex was, was waiting in the wings. Let's, let's bring was, Alex in. He was in. waiting. I'm sorry, Alex. Go ahead. I, I don't... Are they somehow discounting gameplay and just focusing on story for, for the RP, R... We'll, we'll get to the, the RPG yeah. discussion next uh, two weeks from now when we're doing our, okay. our game awards pre-show. But... Uh, you know, because we're, we're we're starting the review discussion, we're just going to go into the review re, review discussion. Then, I do think I do want to point out one thing because the review process for the game awards is relative. The selection process for the game awards is relatively known. We know they're not paid off <laughs> by companies, so I, I don't want to put that out of people's minds. But there's also the caveat of it's all these developer. I like groups like IGN, you have Easy Allies and whatnot, and they all have their own criteria for picking what games they do to be nominated and whatnot. And it, it's mostly a popularity contest between these massive review, review publications. And of course, it's going to be a lot of games that they probably don't want to burn bridges with developers and stuff like that. It's going to oh. influence decision making mm-hmm. far more than finances are going to. Of like, 
they need to look at it and be like, okay, well, if we're talking about best shooter and there's a Battlefield game that came out and a Call of Duty game that came out, we probably should... So it'll be another one next year. Need, <laughs> I need my CD Projekt Red jacket so, and swag bag for their next game. You don't so, understand. <laughs> so, so, so it's a, it's like a reverse payoff situation. Then the the the, the news. I mean, this is all like speculation, the, right? We we because we don't know, but we know again, that the game awards are not paid off by like the people are not paid to nominate the get nominated at the game awards, but they do have developer sponsors that yeah. pay for the show to be done. So. It's the kind of Jeff's thing where, case. like, it isn't directly done, and I'm sure Jeff Keighley is probably like, I think Jeff Keighley is too precious, <laughs> probably, <laughs> I, to where I would see if something like this is happening. I think Jeff Keighley's just excited the entire time. <laughs> I I th- either that, or he's just, I, I guess, at, at this point, and, and I've gone over this before. Where I just think he's just become a sad, jaded individual that puts a smile on for the Game Awards and then is just depressed for the rest of the year. <laughs> so it, it just feels like he's just like. Well, at least I get to do my show again, and then like two hours of it will be Amazon ads. They, they put him into at a box least I get off to stage. Do the show. They put him in the red cube that he was in last year, like whatever the hell that yeah. weird, horrible. <laughs> at least they get an was. awesome pair of kicks from our budget. Uh, that's all. That's all he gets to eat, Wyatt. <laughs> he has to eat those shoes after he's done wearing them. On the that's screen. why he's gets new shoes every time because he doesn't have them anymore. <laughs> oh oh I, I yeah I do I'm I'm curious to see what the game awards this year is going to look like because I think there were especially a few scenarios last year which is what I wanted to get in with the review discussion because okay. a lot of it came down to us talking about Last of Us Part Two uh, and why games like Hades tend to not win a lot of awards especially in Game of the Year even though they are like fr- almost universally agreed to be some of the best games of that year. And I think the, that this has come down to a disconnect between what reviewers think they are doing and what yeah. the audience wants from reviewers. Mm. Because I think, especially looking at stuff like the Battlefield 2042 review, reviewers seem to look at themselves like food critics now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Where mm. they kind of count different genres as different things. And then when you get a certain thing like a Last of Us, which might have a very heavy narrative and whatnot and a lot of visual elements but not a lot of like innovations in, in game and other bits of game design and may not stand up as well when you put it next to something like Hades they just don't go oh well we're not going to compare these two right we're not going to compare like the value proposition of these games we're not going to review them as products we're going to review them as art pieces and we, we've hit the level of art critics being game critics now Lord. And I think people that spend sixty dollars on games don't want it reviewed like it's a piece of art. <laughs> no, if you're if you're buying a Call of Duty game, you do not care. You do not care if it's art or not. You truly <laughs> yeah, do not I think, care I less. Think, I think there's there's like definitely room to have both because I feel like it's it is useful to to have both lenses of like viewing it as a sixty dollar product and viewing it as an art piece. Exactly, but is, reviewers should like say that, right? Like that is a thing where it's, you need yeah. to, to look at what you're writing and be like, okay, from a artistic perspective, if you're someone that really enjoys like artsy games that are trying something very different uh, but may not always succeed, this might be for you, right? Or you can go and say, okay, this game's gonna have a lot of content for your bang for your buck, you know. There's there's ways to address that in a review that have been done before by plenty of reviewers, but I think it often comes up when I highly anticipated game, and I keep using Last of Us as an example because I think that is like the perfect example of this situation yeah. happening. 
very to where a game comes out and people are like, okay, it's the it's the Oscars, right? It's the Oscars of video games. We're gonna look at the super kind of controversially received piece of media, and we're gonna go through it, and we're gonna ride the high of having just experienced this like conclusion to a this long term storytelling arc, even if it may not have been what people thought it would be or what the trailers promised. We're now in a situation where we have we can't review this as a game. We have to review it as an experience, right? Except that doesn't work when you have to look at it from a value perspective and have and compare it against other things. To, you get that situation where you're looking at the Last of Us Part Two is an incredibly polarizing game, and for a lot of good reasons in both directions, right? Like we we did multiple podcasts about the Last of Us Part Two. We that had are a lot quite good. We had a lot to say. Um, and we did talk about the review stuff at length, but I think it, it really is a situation of you have to go in with a specific lens when you're reviewing something and make sure that you're staying true to that and not getting swept up in the kind of artsy, I, I get high on the idea of I am now an art critic reviewing art, right? And I'm going to put out this artsy review of this art and not judge it based on what it is and, and kind of judge it based on what I think it is. In a, in a different way it's just very dis disingenuous i think because ultimately it's it's the same thing like with like movies and everything it's like not every single if you go into watching a movie thinking that it, it it's every single one is going to like change your life something that every single one is going to be like like a blade runner uh 2049 i i, I mixed up with 2077 and I, <laughs> um like just any and like super and emotional thing yeah <laughs> if like you can't go into something like a like a battlefield or a cod and expect it's going to change your life or whatever. And I think that's probably also where that comes from. When it's like, oh, it's just it's just shoot game. Well, it's a game and you can shoot in it, so I guess it's I guess it can't be that bad. So I guess I'll I'll give it a I'll give it an eighty on my review, and then that'll uh, sway the average uh, yeah. higher on the Metacritic. So it's it's and that that's where I specifically strange. wanted to bring up Battlefield twenty forty two because I think that happened a lot with twenty forty two reviews where there yeah. are a lot of reviews by people that only played that like ten hour window and have not played a lot of other Battlefield games or are not familiar with what people really want from them and run into the issue of we're now reviewing this as a like chaotic sandbox that isn't the kind of like tactical sandbox that battlefield players tend to want. Yeah. So you run into that issue where this game might be offering an experience that is fun, but fun for a different group of people and not the primary audience. Right. I say this every single time I talk about battlefield is the difference between organized and unorganized chaos. It's a very, it seems like not a huge difference, but when it comes to battlefield, it makes all the difference in the world. What kind of experience you're going to get. And so for people who don't care, it's like, oh, we're just going to drive ATVs everywhere with explosives and everything's going to blow up and it's going to be this crazy fireworks show. That's fine. But if you wanted a little bit more direction, like more like more of a traditional Battlefield game, it really doesn't have that. And that's the big difference. Which is like a, like a bigger negative even because it's it's not just that like, oh, it's just... Well, I guess Battlefield was bad this year. I'll I'll go play something else. It's like controlled chaos with with a large player count is not very easy to do. Yeah. And Battlefield was the franchise that like had it down like even even in 5 like that aspect of it was pretty like yeah, consistent solid. with the maps and and the design for that sort of thing. 
There was and still direction that, to what you were doing. It's, yeah, and exactly. you could tell that the game was designed around that, right? Like you had, you exactly. could play a match and know that the game was designed to play like this and you're feeling like you, you have a handle on what the developers were thinking and you understand the kind of flow of the game. Whereas like from 2042, especially that, that test they did, the beta run, it does not have that. It, it kind of lacks no. that sense of cohesiveness that brings it together. And I think if you're it's reviewing confusing. a game, that's hard to find, but you have that's why you have different people review different games. You have people that are familiar yeah. with a franchise review games from that franchise because they're going to know what is good and what, what doesn't work. Um, it's the same reason when you have, like, you have, like, a dedicated racing game guy or a dedicated fighting game guy because... Yeah. You know, in those types of games, a very small difference can lead to like a horrible experience, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's that's a key thing of like I, I remember playing um early this week I was playing a game called Resonance of Fate. Resonance of Fate is a JRPG from twenty ten. It is one of the most <laughs> wild gameplay experiences I have ever yeah, had. I've heard I saw I've you heard. Yeah, it. I showed Alex it's and Wyatt. It's the most insane thing. It is, if I was to rate the gameplay of that game, almost flawless, like, 9 out of 10. They, they miss the mark a little bit because some things are just outside of the actual gameplay. Just make it so hard to understand <laughs> to where you don't know what's going on until you, like, basically read the book of a tutorial and do all the tutorial fights, uh, which are optional and can be missed <laughs> because <laughs> you could accidentally, st- like I did, you could accidentally start a fight before those are th- you find those and not have any clue what you're doing and die instantly, <laughs> which I did. So. When you were streaming, you seemed to be doing good. Yeah, because I went okay. and did the tutorials. <laughs> ah. So I understood vaguely what was happening. Um, but that game has another major issue. Uh, the gameplay can be really fun, and there's some fun like strategy, Euro game style building stuff on hex tiles, but the story <laughs> is one of the most incomprehensible messes I have ever witnessed. <laughs> to we live where... in a world of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> this is like they just, they looked at Kingdom Hearts and we're like, we're gonna do the Kingdom Hearts cutscenes where they're they're licking the ice cream, except we're not gonna have any of the plot explanation that ever happens outside of that. So what happens is once a chapter or twice a chapter, you get a, a vignette of the three main characters interacting that doesn't further the plot at all. And all it is is like, oh, there's one. Oh, look, they did the girl's makeup, and it looks super weird. <laughs> right? Wacky, it's like crazy that. slice of in, life. In between <laughs> absolute mass bloody massacres, they're going out to buy groceries. <laughs> there's like a bit where they go to a cafe, and there's just some bizarre. <laughs> you can tell they watched Evangelion, and we're like, we want to use Evangelion camera angles. But the, the entire dialogue of the cutscene basically consists of, hey, look at those kids. They doing well? Yeah, they're doing well. All right, have a good day. Bye. <laughs> oh, hi, doggy. It's awful. Half a dozen red roses, please. <laughs> it's I think it's the most, like, I. there are plenty of games that are like a 7 out of 10, right? This is like a 5 out of 10, where there's one element of the game that is extremely fun and good if you like that. And then everything else is just a nightmare. <laughs> awesome. But I feel like that's that's the kind of Sounds thing like that reviewers need to point out, right? <laughs> you got to be like, yeah, yeah. This one element of the game might make it worth playing for some people, but the rest of it is just a nightmare. <laughs> so, I, I think we saw that Bio with Mutant. Cyberpunk, and that was Biomutant for me earlier this yeah. year. Yeah, they had one or two cool, really cool things that I 
liked, and then everything else was just a complete and utter disaster. Incomprehensible. <laughs> Little Rat yeah. Man plot. <laughs> that's that's not the kind of thing that you can get from like spending the the same amount of proportional time that you would like reviewing a food like you eat it and then you get the experience wow good or like you watch the movie and it was like two hours long or something wow okay that i i saw the movie with a game and specifically in the case of of, of like a like in a super long game like a jrpg or like something that's going to expect a lot of time from you like battlefields multiplayer 10 hours especially when it's super guided like okay four hours here four hours here and two hours in the game mode that everybody's gonna like after we launch the game that's not gonna cut it for for reviewing properly because you're just not gonna get enough of a taste of the game and that's the thing is that so many reviewers like like you were saying ryan like they just don't they're doing it to review the game they're not gonna play the game after they do that 10 hour review period ever because they're just gonna do play the other games that they or like to play if they do that. know they're gonna play the game after the 10 hour review, review period it's like a nine out of ten instantly right it's yeah yeah, um, yeah. which is like well, it's not to say that people who don't play shooter games should review shooter games like people who only people who play uh fighters should review fighting games like no it's just like make sure that you've played a long enough time in the game to get an actual sense for what the game is like yeah. before you review it, which is impossible to ask. Or, or just do some research, right? Like, just do out. some research yeah, yeah. into knowing what people like about that genre so that you recognize... I, I think the famous... Uh, what was it? Cuphead? IGN? Uh, yeah, the tutorial. Video, yeah, it shows exactly oh that God. problem of, like... Didn't they just release, like, gameplay of, like, Halo Infinite's campaign and they were like, well, who's playing? Are they playing with their feet? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, and it's the kind of thing where maybe look at that and be like, hey, if I'm spending five minutes trying to do a jump that the tutorial tells me how to do exactly, (laughs) maybe take a moment and either have someone else do it or question why you're in this position and maybe Mm -hmm. think, read the things and do the things properly, right? It's it's the sort of thing you got to be open-minded to it because if you get... In the stuck in the mindset of oh this game sucks and it's not working like I expect it to. Now you've got a problem, right? Because if you if you go play Resonance of Fate and expect it to work like a JRPG, you're in for a shock. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. So you have to go in with with a mindset of I am going to try this thing and figure out how it works. And if it's good, then I'll like it. If it's not good, I'll tell you why you should why it's not good right you, you got to analyze things and actually be able to tell okay this is the part that isn't good right yeah well the other thing to keep in mind too because we've, we've been comparing game reviews to like movie reviews or or food reviews the the thing is is that c- compared to those two i mean it depends on where you go on which restaurant you go to but compared to those two things video games is is becoming more and more of like a luxury hobby it's becoming so expensive that reviews are are almost weighted more in a way because there's so much more of an investment in a video game now than if you go to a movie for $15 and then you get the whole experience in two hours yeah, or whatever. And then you go home here. It's like, you're going to, not only are you going to be spending way more money, you're going to be spending like five, six times the amount of money you would on one movie ticket. You're also spending more like time as well as money, just easily five times the time. And, yeah, and I feel like I and I feel like a lot of like game reviews kind of fail to um to take that into it. account. Yeah, mm-hmm. with with you know shorter uh well shorter like narrative experiences like if you compared 
Guardians of the Galaxy, a, a review of that compared to a review of Battlefield. It's so different because one of them is like you play through the campaign. That's the game. You know, there's no end game. Maybe you play no through it a second time, but like you're not going to get be... different answers. Or you're, get different you're still results. only going to have like a limited amount of fun with that game, right? Whereas Battlefield, yeah. that's meant to be played over and over and over again, hopefully a little bit every day for the next couple of years. It has to be reviewed very differently. You have to go into that review with a very different mindset, and I feel like that isn't always done. Yeah. Uh, I think that especially reveals the weakness with that like 10-hour development window that Battlefield did, and other multiplayer games have had to do, and it's hard to say to not do that because you obviously have to have a way to guarantee that the reviewers can get games. And especially in a game that has such high player counts as Battlefield, you have the the issue where you can't really have a pre-release review state unless you do something like early access, which they have been doing for a long time, or you do, uh, you just don't let reviews come out until the game is out because they, they haven't played the multiplayer, right? So there's a lot of pitfalls with that that can happen. And it's hard to say there's a definitive answer to what you should do in that situation, but I think the way that they have been handling it is not the correct way. And I, I don't know if I would put that on DICE, because, like, DICE offering the, the review period windows to do those, like, 10-hour sessions is probably a good thing, because that means you can guaranteed get some time in before the game launches to know what to expect. But I feel like there should be some onus on the reviewers to not put the review out based solely on that, right? That's impression-worthy content, not a full review. Like, 10 hours and then calling your video of that 10 hours, like, an impressions of that makes way more sense. Because realistically, yeah. you, as crazy or as review sounds, in progress. I want to actually give IGN some credit here, because they do mm -hmm. review in progresses in that situation. Yeah, which is, which is basically their equivalent of, like, oh, here's my first impressions, my full review is coming soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, yep. it's, it's a very similar practice, but I do, I do like that we're starting to see that distinction more. Yeah, for sure. I just feel like it's it's an issue that gets exacerbated so much when you look at like indie and AAA as well. It feels like indie games are sometimes put up against standards that are far higher than they should be or far lower. Um, so I I think indie opens up its own can of worms with reviews and especially like the availability of reviews for those games. We'll probably talk about that at a separate time though, because we we are already running well into our time, and we also want to talk about games that we want we've played this week. Namely, for three of us, played this week. <laughs> actually, all four of us have played some Halo. But Alex, before we take over the podcast with Halo, <laughs> would you like to bring up something aside from Halo that you've been playing? Is this something that I've talked to you about before? No, whatever, whatever oh. you've been doing oh. this week. It's the it's the potluck oh, episode, Alex. What um, have you been doing? The potluck. So so I've the been um, indulging some more in, into into Game Pass. I'm getting down with the sickness, as the kids say. The value. Um, down yeah, with the yeah. passness. <laughs> and um, what was the most... I just finished this game today. Started it yesterday. Um, it's not too long. It wasn't, you know, like Wyatt putting in more than two days of time into it. That's it. <laughs> 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 um uh I just recently finished playing XO One. Ooh, I wanted to download uh, that. Which is a very fun physics I guess kind of Oh, is that the one with the orb? Yeah. Yeah, orb. Open yeah, world the orb. pinball. Yes. Without that the game bumpers, it's, a lot of fun. Yeah, you, you play as an orb 
that that's I think they call it paracausal. I, I don't want to get too into like somewhat plot spoiler thingies. You you play an orb where, that you can manipulate the relative gravity of. Like you can so like you can you know click in the the mouse button to increase gravity ten times and shoot yourself down so you can like hopefully catch catch a catch a sick curve and fly up some more. Uh, and there's just just watching yourself twirl through the air is so fun. And they have wonderful visuals of showing you how much power you have stored up by having the ball be like slightly translucent, having this deep orange glow into it that that grows. Oh, it's so cool. beautiful. This, the entire game is so beautiful, and you're exploring these really cool like uh, planets and things like that. And you can also turn into a disc or frisbee and fly. Of course, or, or, that's, been my, or that's been my number one dream. My and entire life of, is to be turned into a frisbee. One of one of my absolute favorite things to do because I was never because I I, I suck at being outdoors and I was never able to pull this off. Uh, whenever I'm near a body of water, is like skipping rocks. You you can yeah. skip yourself as a frisbee on the water, and it feels so satisfying. Cool. It's it's a wonderfully atmospheric game. Yeah, I this has been on my list ever since I saw the preview trailer for it. That game has been on my list to try out. Uh, how long did you did it end up running you, Alex? A couple um, hours longer than that? I know it will uh, a couple. Uh, it was almost two hours. I think it was so pretty an short. Hour fifty three minutes. Yeah, so so like probably around the journey length of time. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, this is the kind of game that I think Games Pass is perfect for. Because you get to having to a two-hour runtime for a game is a hard ask for a lot of people. I it's think a especially game to price, especially with yeah. when it's under two hours. If it was on Steam, you'd probably yeah, people could refund if you it. paid for it, then people would probably refund it, and you'd get the money that you you worked hard for making the game taken away from you. Yeah, yeah, it's the kind of thing that I think was definitely will thrive on Game Pass where you have that kind of captive audience who yeah, yeah. isn't spending money specifically on just your project, so they might feel uh, a lot more open to just trying these weird new experiences, uh, which I think is, is really, really fun. So I cannot wait to install that and try it out probably next weekend. It seems like a, a good weekend game. All right. We're ready to move on to the giant conglomerate <laughs> of all four of us talking about Halo. So... Look, I've been playing two games this week, Resonance of Fate and Halo. <laughs> so I already talked about Resonance of Fate. Thing. We're going to go into Halo. It's basically the same game. <laughs> what I do want to do before we open up this giant discussion floor is talk about how much Halo and exposure to Halo have we all had? Because yeah. I know Alex, I think, has the least of yeah. all of us. Is this the first Halo game you've played, Alex? This is the first Halo game I've played. Okay. Well, <laughs> that statement was said as if there was more to it. Um, played, played, played as in, I guess, like somewhat had a copy of to myself that wasn't maybe an hour on a friend's. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like played on your friend's own. house and playing three or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. Uh, but you have played a lot of Destiny, right? That I have. <laughs> that I'm, I'm, I'm the Destiny. <laughs> Dirty call out, right? I'm the Destiny person in this. Hey, podcast. I said Destiny it's... One, not Destiny Two. So, oh, um, but you have some experience with with Bungie style shooters, even though this is three four three now. But still, still feels kind of Bungie ish. 
which is good. All right. What, yeah. On my level, I, I don't know. I grew up playing Halo. I, I never played too much multiplayer aside from Reach, but was always into the campaigns. How about Brett and Wyatt? I, okay. So when I, when I was a kid, the first thing, the first thing that I got into was, uh, was Star Wars after my dad uh, took out his old VHS tapes. And the second thing I got into was Halo because I saw a guy yeah. in elementary school who had a uh, Master Chief on a t-shirt and I thought it looked so sick. Uh, <laughs> and I walked up to him to ask him what it was from and I can't say the words that he said back to me on Twitch. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was so cool that I, I, I kept, like I, I was I was that total nerd that I, I kept like filling up all my sketchbooks with like Master Chief and I had no idea who he was yet. And then I went over to one of my friend's house one day. We played Halo 3 for the first time and I was like, oh my God, that's him. Brent, I thought Ever you, since for then. a while, I thought you were talking like Halo 1, Halo 2 timeline, and then the words Halo 3 came out of your No, yeah, because this is, um, cause I think, yeah, because it was 2007, so it would have it come out not too long before wow. that. Um, and, and then, you know, because I, 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 I don't have an Xbox at this point. I have, I have a Wii. <laughs> and my parents don't want to give me an Xbox, because yeah. the things, the things that, that lie beyond Wii Sports Bob are too terrifying, and that I must stay too unnatural for Wii. a child's eyes. Um, so I did the I did the cool thing, and I got a laptop, and I got Halo One and Halo Two for PC ah. instead. And I did I like absolutely fell in love. Campaign multiplayer, super like broken servers made to make like race game modes and everything. Uh, I I this it. it Five coming out and being what it was was like a, a huge betrayal because this is something that I was a fan for my en entire life, uh, and and I've always been like a huge fan of all the stories and all the things that they've told, um, and so for 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 a while after five I was just like well that's it, there can't be there can't possibly be any any hope left. I mean they ruined it and now it's stuck with these these clowns these fools. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Wyatt. Uh, yeah, no. Love Can you Halo. top that? Um, <laughs> played a lot of uh, Halo 2 and 3 at, like, friends' houses, that kind of thing. Um, sometimes my brother's friends would bring an Xbox over and we'd play Halo 2 or 3, depending on which friend and which day it was. Um, and then I, I remember when my brother and I, we got an Xbox 360 for Christmas one year. And... My 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 parents did this funny thing. They both know we wanted ODST, which was the newest at the time. Um, and they're like, hey, we got you this other game. And we're like, oh, cool. Thanks. And then <laughs> but we but we were trying to be polite. We were trying to hide our like disappointment because we wanted Halo ODST. And then when we set up the Xbox, we, we popped open the disc tray and ODST was in the disc tray. They pulled Based. a 180 on us. It was uh, awesome. Nice. It was awesome. Uh, and then we discovered that you shouldn't carry around a 360 with a disc in it because it scratches nope. it. So we had to get a new disc. <laughs> 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 but um, no, my brother and I freaked out. We played a bunch of like ODST firefight. Um, we, uh, and then ever since then, we would uh, gather the other Halo games so we could play them ourselves. Played a bunch of three multiplayer. Played a bunch of four multiplayer. Um, I I played whatever campaign I could get my hands on, um, and then yeah, around the time Halo Five came out, I liked it, but you know, a lot of my friends didn't want to play it with me because it was Halo Five. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. um, and then I I feel like my love of the franchise was invigorated when I finally got Master Chief Collection and just 
whore through all the games in like yeah. a couple of days, all the campaigns. And um, yeah, yeah. So I'd say I'd say I'm a pretty big I've, I've read a book or two. Um, the books are I, so good, dude. I well, have read a book or two as well. <laughs> I, have, I have like a the, stack of them behind the, me. The one that sticks out to me was Cold Protocol. I really liked Cold Protocol. That one was solid. Um, See, I think I, I read one of the bad books. It, it was one of the like oh, no. one with pillars in the name that wasn't well received. Um, uh, I need to watch. wasn't so good, but it, it was like a newer one. My, no, it was an older one because I was like 12. Oh. So. Jeez, I, I need yeah. to watch the Brian David Gilbert video. That's you a do. fun video. The, that's, that's, a really, that's a really fun video. Um, I did watch uh, some of the Halo TV stuff, like that. Fall, yep. uh, what was it called? Um, Fall of Reach, so, I think it was. Fall of Reach. Yeah. They had that like. Yeah, they had that like weird kind of like animated thing Legends. that was about. Um, yeah. Well, there was that, but there was also the one that was just about like uh, Blue Team and like them training to be spartans and stuff like that it was like oh, an yeah. animated movie um like i, I really watched funny. like 10 12, 13 seasons of red versus blue so I, that's what I've I seen that a bunch of red versus blue i was that i was counts. i was working up to that <laughs> i was working up to that um yeah no i love halo um it's i kind of feel like it's one of those things ever since i started playing games it's always kind of been there whenever i wanted to play it Yep. So, so I just wanted to establish important. that from everyone aside from Alex, this is not going to be a very objective review. <laughs> this no, is, yes. We just talked about reviews, no. and I would put our, our our little warning stamp here of we are all Halo marks, and so yes. we are going to talk about Halo probably in a lot of positive ways that may, maybe not everyone agrees with. Uh, I even changed my lights to green. And I did just, I looked back at my, my Xbox account achievements and realized I have undersold. <laughs> it turns out I played a lot of Halo 3 multiplayer as well and hit max rank and reach. There you go. There so you go. I played more of that max game. Max rank and reach is crazy. I know. Come to me if you want those unbiased facts. So remember that recon and e the recon and Evo helmets in reach were like the, the goals. So. Yeah, yeah. And then I've already played as much as you've played Halo 3 in your entire lifespan in less than a week. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt, time Wyatt, over. Wyatt, that's not something to brag about. I'm not, I'm not saying I am. I'm just trying to come right. to terms with the harsh reality of I, the fact I, that I, I have no life. The the opposite end of of us being mostly very big Halo fans is that here's the thing: if this wasn't very good, we would be extremely harsh on. Oh yeah, no, the you would you this... would bring out full. Like this is this would be like if they released a terrible fourteen expansion that yes. destroyed the game for me, and yeah, I just was, trashed Final Fantasy. That, if that this was would on the same level happen. of Battlefield twenty forty two, I'd be just as pissed. Like that's it's, another yeah, franchise. You'd probably be it, more pissed. They, I think. I probably <laughs> probably I they they messed up Battlefield. I'm gonna get angry. You mess up Halo. I'm gonna get angry. <laughs> Especially if you mess up the the first Halo in what seven years at this point? Oh, wow, six years. I think a while ago was it? Wasn't five? Twenty fifteen. Five was so. twenty fifteen. Yeah. yeah, six years. Long time. But I, I think we have we've yet to mention we are still technically playing Halo Infinite before the official release date of the campaign. Yes, because they because shadow dropped it this week. Insane. So. Major props, first of all, to have that confidence, uh, and especially to the team. Supposedly, I heard the story from someone. I don't know how true it is, but I wouldn't be surprised, knowing the games industry, that uh, the team had to come in to fix a last-minute bug on the weekend to hit the Monday oh launch date that they wanted to do because they, they they found out about it 
like last minute on Friday, and everyone came back in to at least that that could work on that. Came back in to fix it for one day on the weekend just to make sure that the game would get that's, out. That's dedication, and, and that's why I don't want to be a programmer. <laughs> I mean, hey, like. As, as long as that isn't something that happens super often, especially if it's the team was okay with it to make sure they hit that, that special yeah. mark they wanted to do, it's all right. But if, that, if that's like a repeated thing, it's bad. But yeah. one off of like, oh no, we found this last minute thing that's going to like tank if we launch it. We need to get this fixed and we, we got to hit like, that Monday no, deadline. I'd like to know what the bug was. So would I. Any, any, any other day in any other year, it would have been like, okay, we can we can we can make the xbox conference be like okay and and the halo multiplayer is dropping in two days but it's literally 20 years to the day that halo one yeah. came out you oh, cannot that miss was it. the the big There's reason literally no way you can't miss it and then like even on all all like the 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 subreddits and everything people are saying like oh they uh they 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 found a bug uh, with something, and it's not. It, they just l lose all hope immediately because it's not happening anymore. And they were just planting seeds of doubt just everywhere. And I, I can't. In what universe are we in that a game can come out the same year that both of its iconic competitors release a new one and just wipe the floor with them? Like I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Like neither Battlefield or COD even have like a stake in in this fight right now. And it's Halo. not even officially out yet. Yeah, the like, full game isn't even out yet. Cool. And they've completely I mean, it's still beta. We're still in the beta. Oh my god. It's it's incredible. And like like they, they've had things to fix. We'll get to it. It's not perfect, but the fact that they released it and the game itself works like 99% of the time. And, and that we were able issues. to play it on launch day, right? That's yes, astounding. Yes. Is that we were able to group up and play it on launch day, right? Like that mm -hmm. No day one patch so far. No, I, there no. have been patches, but there have been patches, but not day one to fix like oh like no one not can to log fix into known the server. Like for, for a while, the servers were down because everybody was downloading the game that just got shadow dropped with no preload capability, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and there there was an issue with sure. the Xbox app on PC not getting the update fast enough, so most people just went to Steam to download it instead because yep. it wasn't on Xbox for like four hours or something after the official launch date. Even then, Which that's is a minor issue hilarious but it's very funny <laughs> but <laughs> it's not a big issue because your progression is shared as long as you have that microsoft mm -hmm. account so yeah it's been great fun so far uh they did i want to give major props to 343 for listening to feedback really quickly and making sure that bugs are caught very quickly there's, i think there's been like mm -hmm. two patches so far that have fixed Ooh, yeah. some minor to more major issues with progression and with some, it's some in a much better state than it unsatisfying was. things in the game. Yeah, yeah. Because I do remember that we had a few matches. The the first I think it was the second day that it came out, where we were playing matches and just like occasionally you'd hit this point where you just don't get anything for playing a match, and just yeah. none of your bars go up, and it just it was just sad. It's just kind of you look at your stuff and go, that's a little sad. The next day, what do you know? <laughs> Surprise update. They fixed it. Now one bar always oh, fills up. Made it better. I wouldn't say made they it better. They didn't fix it. They, they made it slightly they, better. Um, they made it more enjoyable than being bad. Sounds like a company that listens to their to their players. Hey, I've always, very I've always said 343 like. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. I feel like they've been pretty oh, good yeah. at post-launch support. Even if they, like... Even they if, listen to the player base well, that's even, still even there. If, they just have had the issue of that they, player base yeah. leaves. They did <laughs> the Battlefield 2042 thing twice in a row, 
and now they're not doing that anymore. So this very un three four three like considering that those two things before this were the only things that they did. Yeah. Yeah, three four three not not had the best track record with good multiplayer ethics. Uh it's probably a good way to put it. Uh or campaigns. So we, we obviously can't talk about the campaign yet because it's not out. Mm-hmm. I hope we have fingers crossed. Things. We have heard good things uh, from like early. Every every preview that I've seen has been positive. Uh, yeah. Then again, every preview for Cyberpunk was positive. So mm-hmm. something to keep in mind. <laughs> I don't I don't want us to get too hyped here. up before it comes out. I would rather be pleasantly surprised than mm-hmm. let down. So um, well, at least in this case, we're getting a small taste of what is to we come. We know the gunplay is going to be good. We know yeah. the sandbox is probably <laughs> going to be very good. Yeah, if it's anything like the multiplayer sandbox, it's going to be very good. But before we we go into, I know I think the one negative set of things we're going to have to say is about the progression. So we're going to save that until after we go over the basic gameplay. Uh, I think especially for people like Alex who have not played every Halo game because this is probably the most accessible one. It's on oh, Game Pass, it. on PC and Xbox. So it's free, to tons, are, and it's free it's everywhere. As many like there are about as few like barriers to entry as you could possibly got i mean it broke the record for concurrent players on steam so i mean that that is an impressive record because i think like either team fortress or another valve game counter-strike maybe has held that record for i think 10 years or something and it finally got broken so that's impressive um but yeah i think i think base gameplay in this especially the the gun mechanics in this game tend to work very well uh there's a couple Mm -hmm. of standouts for both positive and negative but I think in general, everything feels good, aside from maybe just numbers tuning on certain things. But most of the weapons weapon feel like balance. they have a distinct... Yeah, yeah. weapon balance. We- weapon balance is the big thing. There are not that many, but too many weapons that I'm passing up on just because I don't think they're very good. Like, the Ravager yeah. comes to mind. The Stalker... It's the worst gun in the game. Ravager's the worst weapon in the game. The Stalker rifle comes to mind. Um, it's just a lot of the guns have this this issue where they feel objectively worse to use than the basic pistol and assault rifle kit like are you gonna pick that pulse carbine over the br never like i can't i can't think of a single situation where you would prefer that to be honest like at any range any kind of engagement just the br is better and i would say it's also more plentiful because it's on like almost every single map yeah there's a couple of weapons like that that definitely feel undertuned. I think, uh, in general, gameplay feels great. The maps are very well made for the most part. There's, I don't think there's a single uh, yeah. bad map in my opinion. There, there isn't a map. Where Brett I'm like, and I have oh, have I specific play. issues with bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> with bizarre. I, but I, I think I don't, I, the, the most of the complaints that I have. The yeah, mostly uh, the most more more complaints that I have for the maps are like um. Aside bizarre, which I just dislike entirely. Bizarre um, has bad is that, line of sight. Is what is what it feels like. I think yeah. that map specifically doesn't have the the tuned line of sight that other maps have, which is weird because it was a beta map. Like, yeah, like a, the the last beta map. Um, but there, there's just like some maps that work better on some modes. Like uh, fragmentation doesn't work all that well on non-objective modes. It works really good for those because then those weird lanes in the middle get used all the time. And on like Slayer or something, it's just like really just amorphous. Blech. Um, yeah. What's what's the map with the giant turret in the middle? The big team battle map. I forget. Uh, Deadlock. I think it is. Deadlock. Deadlock. Yeah, Deadlock. Deadlock on total control. That first zone, or yeah, like the, the really C zone at the bridge, is just a 
a mess <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. you yeah. usually stick in that one area for way too long it gets to or the, the point where game. like or the whole game it gets to the point where like if the enemy team takes it you're like oh thank god it's this but is, at the, at the same time on. though then they've gotten the momentum and they just don't lose it both the times that i've gotten past it it's it's been uh my team wins and we just obliterate the other two rounds or their team wins and they just obliterate us for the two rounds after like i haven't 10 had that i haven't had that experience but i could definitely see that it's yeah. happening I, i've i've probably had different things happen before but both of those happened like in a row last night when i was playing and i was like this is very telling of what this map is like on this mode yeah um I mean, I think but that's... that map is is good for other things though. Like, I think it's a great stockpile oh, yeah. map. I think it's a great capture the flag map. It's good on Slayer yeah. Capture the flag on that map yeah. is very very fun. That's, that's um, my favorite map in the game. I think it, it's got. I think it's for especially for the big team maps. It, it's really nice that we have like that circular layout in a way that kind of mm-hmm. works because none of the other big team maps have that kind of circular yeah. format. Yeah. It, that's I... usually what the 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 quick play maps tend to have is that circular rotation. So seeing that in big team is fun. I've so I've mentioned this before. The biggest issue I have with big team battle maps right now is that there aren't enough just like open areas um, where like vehicles can really shine. Mm-hmm. I think of things like Sand Trap. I think of um, Blood, uh, Gulch. Blood Gulch. Yeah, just yeah, maps Hallow. that maps that have some rolling fields with nothing there. Yeah. No, no hexagonal pillars. No giant rock for no reason. There are a lot of walls yeah. in every map that are very easy to run into in a warthog because the Pathways are clearly meant for infantry, not for vehicles. I have a hard time with the. I have a hard time navigating the chopper sometimes because sometimes the and even the warthog sometimes they need really wide turns that you just can't really pull off with these you have to, trails. If, yeah, if you bump into to walls with the with the uh, with the with the planes, can you damage them yourself? If you're going you go fast like enough, fast enough, yeah. If, but if not you, if, if you're you slow. Just, yeah, if, if you careen into a wall full force while boosting with a banshee, you will explode and die. But if you just like <laughs> tap it, I don't think it really does anything. Yeah, it doesn't. It's got to bomb some people with the, the banshee. <laughs> I, I think, I, I think the the map thing is kind of it, it's it's a little bit similar to the way that I feel about about the weapons where uh, they they work in in different cases, and that's a good thing for a lot of them. Where like the 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 kind of classic what you'd think the range that a weapon would work in in Halo is extremely emphasized here to cases where like the assault rifle is now very good. Finally, the pistol is back to being very good again, thank God. And like things like the battle rifle aren't super great, like close up. But once you get to that mid range, it's like there are a few things. It feels like you have a lot more legitimate choices to make here where based on the map, based on what you like playing, there are way more viable options. But also like they kind of encourage you to play in specific ways. Right. So if you have like something I've actually ended up rolling with a lot is now that I understand how the cinder shot works. That I one love that street so much. See, I hated it because I didn't realize that you. It seems like it activates after it ricochets. Yes. Not beforehand. So you, if you aim for people's feet and let it bounce, then it works really well. But uh, the streets map tends to have either a cinder shot or a rocket launcher in the center. And if you play super aggressive for that thing and grab it, either first second or while people are running away from it because there's grenades everywhere, uh, grab that thing and then just go on a rampage. You can play a loadout with that where, especially if you get the cinder shot because it can bounce around corners, you can, on the stronghold game mode, start taking out entire groups of enemies without even being in their line of sight, which is super fun. (laughs) It's so cool. Yeah. So it just feels like there's so many cool loadouts available. Stuff like that and the skewer is also really fun to use. The skewer is probably my favorite new gun. 
The skewer right. is awesome. That's where, okay, well, that's the first place where we're going to differ that <laughs> I see. It is very hard to use. And it's, considering that you have not played a Halo game and don't like first-person shooters, that is where I'm going to assume I have that had someone comes from. I have had someone be AFK in front of me. Almost point blank. I I put I put the reticle not not at their head because I'm I'm horrible at hitting headshots. Dead center in their chest. It does not hit them. You missed. <laughs> you missed. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't move. You appear they to have missed. Move. I don't I know what to tell you. Missed. It's a one shot kill when you hit their pinky toe, Alex. That just missed. So matter of fact. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Is the, uh, the the best case scenario there is maybe with server lag. Maybe with some weird server Probably. lag going on that someone wasn't wasn't the place they were supposed it, to be. The the skewer does have an arc to it, so maybe yeah. it is a relatively pronounced arc too. It is not like a you what you have this? to account for it. Well, because how close to to you were they? I almost point blank, maybe a meter or two. Yeah, then it must have been either server lag or you or you legitimately just just missed. Might might have jerked the mouse it, to the side when you no, fired. That's the thing is like there's no it's not a rocket launcher. There's no splash damage. There's not a Spartan laser where the laser stays there a little bit. It's like you, if you don't hit them exactly at that like millisecond of of point where the server is going to detect an impact, then that you you've you've missed and now you have to spend five seconds reloading and you're gonna. The best way to describe explode. the skewer is that it they took the binary rifle and made it more difficult to get that one hit kill. Yeah. Yeah, but also no more one, satisfying because it's a giant right? impaling exactly. rod. <laughs> yeah, that that difficulty made it all the more satisfying, and I think it was super worth it. Yeah. That gun is so it, it that's the thing. It's like it it's it's super hard to use, and my god, do I miss most of the shots that I take with it? But that those. But when those, you land a shot, yes, oof. when you swat that amazing. wasp out of the sky from across the map, it's you just. You can't help but scream and and get up and do a circle around the room. It's it's yeah. plus it's one of the few guns in the game that like if you see someone with a skewer, you know that they are a threat. Yes, and like <laughs> it has a big imposing look to it that you can immediately recognize it. It's like it and the Every... gravity hammer. You see that and you know immediately. All right, this yeah. needs to go. This <laughs> gotta go now. Every time I've been killed by a oh shit moment. Every time I've been killed by a skewer, I've never seen them or it coming. I don't know what you guys are talking about. No, it, see, red, that's uh, that's the threat of it. Sniper glare. That's what makes <laughs> when, it so when they're scary. zooming in at you. They have a they have a big sniper glare. All the uh, all, anything with a scope know, in this game does. Sometimes also, you just don't know there's a skewer in play until all, it's too. Also, <laughs> one one of the leading reasons for why I hate first person shooters and my main jaded outlook on this, um, my my situational awareness is <laughs> on par with a three hour old infant. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, especially in big team battle, that is permanence. the fun of Halo. In video games, object permanence is not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> For this guy. But yeah, I do think specifically all, the weapons that feel good feel really, really good. Yeah. Uh, the assault rifle, especially, it just feels like it's in such a good spot. The battle rifle feels excellent too. Uh, there if are a few. If you could put a most improved award, it would go to the assault rifle. <laughs> the assault rifle. Yeah, um, the so Mangler rifles. is one of the, the better new guns. Oh my god, Mangler's so fun. <laughs> Mangler, it's got that like Destiny hand cannon kind of satisfaction to it. Yeah, but it's also got like a weird, very... interesting curve where it kind of arcs downwards. But if mm, you hit yeah. someone with it, it does 
massive chunks of damage, but it's hard to finally, land because it's a projectile. Finally, in a Halo game, they have the things with the blades on them, and they say that they do more melee damage. They actually do now. Yep. You could yep. shoot somebody with a mangler once, and it doesn't matter if they still have shields up at all. If you shoot someone with a mangler once and melee them with the mangler, you kill them because the melee does so much damage that you don't have to break their shields in order to kill them. It's so yeah. awesome in close range. And, and what you get a lot of the times, too, is even if there's a gun that you feel like needs to be balanced better, so, like, I, in my opinion, the commando just feels really useless and kind of shoots pebbles at people at the yeah. moment. It's still a really fun weapon to just use. Sometimes oh, it just I feels like cause just the commando in the... Um... I don't know what changed. It could be they changed the commando. It could be they changed other weapons to be better. Uh, but the commando compared to the test flights feels way more dinky and harder to use. And like I've, I've at this point, because I've gotten multiple kill people with a commando challenges uh, where I have to use the commando. So I've used it a lot. And whenever I use it, I constantly get in situations where I'm trying to shoot someone who's shooting at me with an assault rifle. I land nearly every shot or uh, I miss like one or two shots and missing one or two shots with that gun is easier to do and a lot more punishing because it feels like you can't kill them in one clip then. Yeah, you, you got a slower um, rate of fire and only 20 rounds. So, yeah. so would, and then you also start like... with only 60 rounds total. So yeah. You at most can basically get like three people down with that gun, unless you perfect headshot. But perfect headshotting you can't do easily because you need to like not keep on full auto. You got to tap your finger mm. to keep accurate. So it just feels like that gun has been far more situational in a way that it feels like it kind of should just be an improvement on the assault rifle for finding it. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think there are a couple things you could do. Buffing the the amount of rounds then in, in, in the gun itself could be a good solution. But there's a lot of small problems with it that just feel also, not as satisfying. I also feel like I don't really, out of all the weapons that they took out, I don't understand why they took out the plasma pistol because now there's two more guns that oh, the, can, the plasma pistol's there. I, yeah. No, I, what if, I, I, I maybe I misspoke. I, I don't understand why it's there because the one useful part of the plasma pistol, which was EMPing vehicles, is now relegated to two other guns that just do it better. I mean, the plasma pistol, if you charge it now, has insane tracking like it's, way yeah, but better it's still, you're 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 giving that capability to one one gun that is way better and one gun that is so situational that i just avoid it like the plague which is the disruptor which i've, I've seen the video of the guy like actually finding a group of people and chaining the electricity and then they all get killed but it's like that's never it's never gonna no happen <laughs> ever no one no groups up enough <laughs> unless it's like super i have situational. had that happen once or twice or, in an oddball or, game where a disruptor doing, was uh, control or, or yeah the, the objective control modes have had opportunities for that especially in quick play where people are grouped up a lot more um i think that they tend to work well but it does I mean, feel weak compared to your normal yeah. sidearm sometimes it's it's not useful outside of that situation so if it's on and, another and it, map and it's like slay or something it's like well i guess i'll go grab the other thing instead and again it's like the shock rifle is like a legitimately good weapon like if you know That's what very... to do with it the shock rifle is really good so you have two guns now that that can um, EMP vehicles, which leaves the plasma pistol just feeling a lot less useful than mm -hmm. than it was before. Yeah, I've, like I found the, weapons, the plasma pistol way more useful removed. on regular infantry than vehicles this time. If it feels really good as a you can charge it behind cover, pop out, shoot the round off, break someone's shields, and swap to a weapon that's better at range, and then headshot. See, that's them. my that's my problem though is that it basically requires the other weapon to make it useful. 
Well, you that's a I niche, mean? right? That's a niche for it to fill. It doesn't need to be a gun for every situation because I think there's a few guns like that. There's a disruptor is like that too, where it kind of fills that role of if I need swap to this, I'm going to have to probably swap to something else or get in melee to kill someone. But I might have a really quick way to get through their shields and open them up, especially if you're at an angle where they can't see you. Sometimes having that like very quick shield burst is really, really nice. So I don't know. I've, I've found I, I situations just... where that is more useful. Let me, let, let me put it this way. It, in my opinion, it's less useful than it was because it doesn't have that feature and it's been relegated to other guns. Whereas you could have kept something like the shotgun instead of like the traditional shotgun instead of the yeah. plasma pistol, and it would have been a more like yeah. useful. It would have it would have rounded out the kit better because as as it stands right now, there's no good shotgun. Like I mean, there's the, no the bullpup, good like shotgun. The bulldog is range. like cool. It's not good. <laughs> but it feels dramatically less range, fun to use than the other shotgun. There, there's this magic like range in between mid and close where the where It's the like what you imagine SMG range good. to be. Yeah, if you imagine yeah. like SMG range, the bulldog is actually very good at that specific range, but it doesn't do nearly enough damage when you're right up close to someone and it was always a good like counter for because it seems like it always kills in three shots to me i, I don't think i've ever killed yeah. someone three, two shots with four it. shots yeah yeah whereas the it old shotgun be... is like mid not mid-range but like slightly long shorter or farther than close range it's a two-shot kill and in close range if you hit them in the head it's a one-shot kill it's yeah just like square in the chest which is what a shotgun should be in an fps that's just how but it had it like a five-foot range and... right so it was it's, basically yeah, yeah. an energy sword so it's it's the counter to the energy sword that if you if you're good with your aim you don't get the lock on because you don't need it. But now the only counter the only counter to the energy sword is uh, going back and killing the guy while he's not looking at you and your next life because he will kill you no matter and what he does. Enough, that range. And if you're good enough, you can use the repulsor and you can use dodge to. Oh yeah, to if you have that. There are so, but even this, that's this, very specific and you have to be really. Like yeah. you know, you have to know your stuff to really pull that off properly. This isn't going to count because of when the podcast comes out, but I can finally say it. You know what day it is, guys? <laughs> oh, it it's is Energy, energy Sword, Sword Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> it is Energy Sword Sunday. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Um, which which is to say, I, I don't think like this goes for pretty much every weapon in the whole game. I don't think the Energy Sword is is overpowered. It's just the thing that's usually there to counter it isn't there. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a power weapon. It should kill you in one shot. They shouldn't really change it. Well, it also feels like this makes it really easy to, if you know someone has an energy sword, because the energy sword is now marked on a map when pe when it spawns. Yes. So you yes. know when someone has it on the map. You, you, can, you know when that threat is there. So as long as you play around knowing that someone has an energy sword and kind of stay away from corners and, and check them first, you can at least give yourself the opportunity to, like, especially with the buffed assault rifle, as long as yeah, you're yeah. far enough out of their melee range, you can take someone down easily with While running at you. an energy sword if they're just sprinting at you. Because and, and again, you can use you, have the time. you can use equipment to bait out attacks, which will give you mm -hmm. a good window. But if you get an energy sword in the side, or some, or don't notice them, or it's in the middle yeah, of a firefight, yeah. then it's a great weapon. That's or how you, it works. Um, that's, or there's the gravity hammer, which is just maybe the funnest thing to use in the game. It's so much fun, <laughs> and it has like so an insane. Good. In, insane in a good way range it, ha it has a much more threatening yeah. range now where it doesn't insta kill you got but... like got like the assault rifle level buff in my opinion it did yeah, yeah. So, well, talk, talking about the, <laughs> talk, talking about the gravity hammer i've only encountered it once and the one time was when i was asking you in the middle <laughs> of the big team game what is this and then you picked it up but i died before i got to see you use it what does it do 
it basically turns someone into a black hole (laughs) you yes when you hit someone with it it makes an incredibly loud sound that's very satisfying and if you're anywhere within like 10 feet they explode um if they're within like 15 to 20 feet it breaks their shields and knocks them away and if you can hit them again with it they're dead so the the sends them flying yeah. The thing in this game is that they gave it like they, they're allowing it to be like a really cool, super satisfying like. It's rare area now too. Weapon. Like it's, it's not as rare. available as it was before. And it has like a super long windup, which again That's gives it that like it. harder to use its balance. But on the flip side, it makes it that much more satisfying because now you got. It's something that's difficult for a Spartan to lift up. It's oh, just it like it's it's to it a building. It's like, got you, much like, more you acceleration. Can slight, you can tell does, the slight yeah. struggle in the wind-up, too, which, which just makes mm-hmm. it feel like it has more weight. It's yeah. a wind-up, and then it hits the top, and then immediate slam, which is super... It, the animation work in the entire game is excellent. But, and the sound yeah. for it is like legitimately terrifying um, if you're fighting it. Like It scares yeah, you. That, <laughs> that little stupid squeak from 4, get that, get that shit out of here. It's, it's, it's just an entire nuke going off now. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. amazing. It's an actual rocket going off. Take notes, yeah. Battlefield. Yeah, really? <laughs> so, so we were talking about guns, then we were moving to melee. What do you guys think of the movement in it it feels very halo which is what exactly what i wanted i i think i've I've said this before but my biggest concern was that the addition of a grappling hook and multiplayer would lead to them making the titanfall movement decisions which are fun and, and like great in the kind of games that support that but halo has never been that and when they try to turn halo into it it just is an inherently different game that i personally just don't enjoy as much um i know why it likes it better in some cases but <laughs> for, for me personally it's like the kind of thing where i i enjoy that kind of gameplay but i don't want it to be halo because halo has never had that identity right it's not yeah. the game i expect that from i'm so glad you mentioned grappling hook <laughs> because i will continue to boast about this until the day i die or or i somehow now become uninterested in halo which i don't think is going to happen what have you gotten me into? It gets its hooks um, in you. <laughs> um, but and it never you, leaves. Like it, it has a grappling hook in it, so it's a good video game. <laughs> um, I mean, the yeah. grappling hook here is just balanced excellently. Yeah, but, yeah. So I, I still have no idea what it looks like, so I'm always surprised when I get it. Yeah, <laughs> as a pickup. But oh. when I get it, and when I got it in what will be a match that I will never be able to live up to. Um. I, I just expended all of my beginner's luck in, in this one match. <laughs> and I brought in uh, my Destiny experience into, the, into this game in the best way possible. I, I was channeling my inner Titan, which is to say, you don't need guns. To <laughs> all right, get along with it. <laughs> you don't I, need guns in I, Halo. <laughs> because, because I've had, I, I've, as I was talking about with the skewer, I've just had a horrible time getting used to and finding the right, or finding a way to get myself into the right situations to use a certain type of gun or things like that. Yeah. So I just opted for the fist and the elbow. Um, and I was swinging around a map. I forget what it what it was called, but just spider manning around a map with the grappling hook, and like going after one person after another, just being able to swoop right around them in the back, and then because you have the instant back kill now, the melee, 
and it, it's 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 so fun and i got 10 people like that nice. in one life <laughs> and that is the Amazing. most i will ever be able to get i will not even be able to i mean you've, you've had your halo four people in in a in a life this is how everyone gets into halo is that they have a halo moment where suddenly you play a match only and just halo. do something that is this, like yeah. only possible in halo even compared to this, other fps <laughs> Wyatt and I talked about this when we were playing. Is that Halo Infinite has now stolen the only in hashtag only in Battlefield uh, moment from Battlefield? Is because now like yeah okay your your sandbox has a hovercraft that can crawl up buildings because your physics are broken. Okay, uh, you can you can grapple thrice up a mountain and then into the air so high that you can hijack a helicopter and then kick the other guy out of it and then blow up his whole team. But it's hard to do, Only right? That's the point. The The point is that in Halo, you, you have... They, they've carefully balanced resources to where that grappling mm -hmm. hook is limited. So like, you know when you're... Can you in Halo? Yeah, you can. That's you can. Project. Yeah, you got to hit it correctly, but it, it's hard to do, but you can. And the range <laughs> is super limited. So satisfying. Yep. <laughs> but it's so fun. Um, got to go change. I'll be right back. The fact that you have, like, the limited three grapples makes it so satisfying when you do something cool with it because mm -hmm. you know you're expending that resource well. You can get up to five, I think. I know, but you, yeah, but you have most pick, pick up to three. Up, yeah. yeah. Um, I think this, this transitions beautifully into... Uh, I want to talk about the sandbox specifically because... Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I think has defined Halo both in the campaign and the multiplayer. Like that's really where it's like secret sauce. Like, I mean that's always been Forge mode has always been such a popular thing. Like yeah. Halo community, people say it's Battlefield, but Halo has always been the same way of, of sandboxy freedom. It's the sandbox king. And I don't think I've seen a better like Halo multiplayer sandbox. I think this is like the new king in my opinion it's the best in, in terms of the yeah. in terms of the series like if a game allows you to to have a buddy drive a warthog by himself off of a grav lift up to a cliff and while it's in midair you get to grapple jack up and climb into the turret and shoot someone that was also on the grav lift oh, and shoot him out of the air yeah. I it's mean, so I and then and then you so might even I, land on someone. Why you might even land on someone and splatter them and get the like, kill yeah. for that too? Like when I was standing under the the warthog spawn. Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, you had what chopper being the dropped. Coolest the coolest chopper. So I was in a five stack a little while ago. One of the coolest things. So a friend of mine was coming through with the Razorback. Right, I saw an enemy, used the repulsor, pushed him back, and then my friend just ran him over. <laughs> Oh, that's so sick. <laughs> it was the coolest thing. Like there are just so many amazing moments that's only afforded to you because the sandbox is as in depth as it is. Yeah, and that Razorback too. I think that's like the sandbox like vehicle pretty much because it doesn't have guns on it. It's literally it's just it's just a scout hog with more spaces on it basically. But in in stockpile, you can put the the power seeds in. You can put two of them in like the back of you a little put trunk the weapons area back there too. It's yeah, you, you could put things back there without people having to actually hold them. So and I, I don't know how this will never happen again because this is all randos and these people have the brains of like goldfish usually. <laughs> but uh, we we'd won the the first round of Stockholm game uh, with one capture because I drove in a Razorback and all all the power seeds got piled in at once pretty much oh. because we had enough spaces for all of them and the two in the back and i just drove the team back and we just put in all five at once and we won the first round with one car it was it, it was amazing <laughs> it was so yeah. stupid and I, I don't know if either of you two have 
know this, but you can throw a plasma grenade at a weapon pickup, and it will explode and launch it to you. Yes. Yep. It's, yeah, that was one of the things they The showed. fact that they thought about that is the kind of thing that's like, this is why Halo's been the king of this sort of thing, it is because so sick. little interactions that, like that that you might never find a use for personally, but someone is going to do some highlight reel worthy clip with oh. it. Right? I think, the, I, I think the big difference is that they're not afraid to have... Like, their physics aren't realistic. They're very video game, like, over-the-top mm -hmm. physics. Yeah. But that's they're what arena shooter fun. physics. Yeah. Because I feel like so many games are too afraid to go too overboard with it. And you they're afraid to feel like video games. <laughs> yeah, which is you weird. Can, I mean, and you can go overboard with it, and it's and it's too much. But there, there's a level where it's like, it's not realistic, but it's way more fun. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like a lot of, especially modern games, are just too nervous to to go down that route. That's That's why I play Just Cause 4. Alex, I, I think I found out the the secret of of why you might not have killed that person is because uh, if you are if your uh, gamer senses activate at the perfect millisecond, you can swap weapons with one on the ground, and if you do that, the frame that a skewer shot would hit you, it hits the weapon that you're dropping instead and does not kill that you. That is possible because it touches the weapon instead. <laughs> yep. So I don't know oh, if that guy that just went ultra instinct That's at the awesome. last no, second, but you that, can't actually. do that. Oh, because because what? When is that ever going to happen? Like yeah. that's that's gonna exist for the people with the the video game MythBusters YouTube videos to find out, which is where Wait, I got. Or for accidents. Great. Now I have yeah. two Halo moments. <laughs> <laughs> it, it also just produces really funny moments. Like I can't tell you how many times just like a, a just a dead body just falls out of the sky right in front of me. <laughs> no context. He's just amazing. Boom. You know, someone had a cool thing a... happen. Yeah. I, I just, how... just like there's like a, there's like a tire from like a from like a warthog just kind of rolling by and you're like mm -hmm. oh, I missed the party I, apparently. I, I, I love how when when you get the ragdoll physics in when 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 you die and crumple to the ground, it really does not look like that armor weighs a ton. It's so funny. No, it's, it's great. Like beautiful. <laughs> I love it. It's like you know, it's always had a very specific looking like ragdoll physics. And, and they have so thankfully never changed it. It's so yeah. distinctly Halo, and it's so funny because sometimes you'll be like in midair, and then you'll just a pose. After <laughs> yeah. you've already done, just, you're just flying, and then and then just and you just or, or like or like when your body is still on the ground, people can shuffle you around. People can <laughs> yeah. blast yeah. you all, all it's over awesome. the place. It's very yeah. it's very common to see you like just fall over dead, and then another explosion just, <laughs> yeah. just the uh, arms flailing over. You go in the exactly. C shape and blah blah blah. Or just like seeing, like if you run over someone in a warthog, just seeing their body just like roll oh. off the front and just kind of. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, I think. Oh, go ahead, Brett. I think having that this 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 is this is my my possible possible segue to to whatever is going to happen next. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I, I I think that this multiplayer as as a whole. Uh, is just so so good in general and is so free and and pretty much non BS is like, yeah, there's, there's, there's problems to fix and we'll touch on the more serious problems in, in a sec probably. Yeah. But like a, as a whole, it's such a, such a, like I, the sandbox itself is, is perfect. And the gunplay is nearly there. Nothing needs to be nerfed. Things just have to be buffed. Like this is, this is the most people that I've ever like had asking, like begging me to play Halo with them in my entire life. Like this is all, all those people. Guilty. Guilty. It's, oh yeah, oh, I know. Don't worry. It, 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 it'll probably happen after we're done recording. Yes. Um, yeah, yes. almost definitely. 
but the uh <laughs> like I, all all these friend groups over my life that have been like oh do you guys want to play halo like oh this guy hasn't played halo before let's go through the campaigns or whatever like i got someone to buy an xbox one one time because they hadn't played halo 3 before and wanted to play mcc when i wasn't there now and i was like okay that's weird but sure dude that's great but <laughs> th- th- this like the community's back now there's no like yeah. um MCC is like weird and they took like six years to actually fix it and I got, it's 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 pretty good now they fixed most of the problems now. with it oh my God, uh, but like, like especially during that period of like four and five where like I lost all the friends that wanted to play Halo with me because they just didn't want to play Halo anymore they heard how bad Halo 5 was from certain perspectives and they just didn't even want to get a copy so it wasn't even like I'm, it, it, I'm the only one that I knew that, that really played Halo 5. I couldn't convince anyone to play it with me, even if they owned it. I just couldn't it's, get them yeah, to I, do it. I can't blame any of those people having owned it myself. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but now, like, I, this is this is looking like it's going to be, like, the biggest one ever. And it's amazing that now we're back in that spot where maybe Halo isn't at, like, the forefront of, of FPS uh like development in terms of like mechanics and how like like groundbreaking things in FPS like creation and stuff like how it's just uh, well one made everywhere. But sometimes That's you don't that, need that. that right? belongs to Battlefield. Oh, of course, <laughs> it's not now. It's sometimes you don't need that because I think something like that happened in Five where they they innovated so much and we and we talked about this when we were playing that it was just no longer it didn't feel like what most people would consider a classic Halo product and this time they they replicated what a classic Halo product would feel like to play in 2021 so well that it's yeah. like, it, it, it feels perfect. It, it's a true arena style shooter that has all the trappings of something that's super modern at the same time. And I, there's nothing else can really do that because everything is pushing for super like tactical realism stuff. It's, it's, it's a very weird time and yeah. Halo is, is somehow still living through it, which is great. I think the one goal, like above all else, the one goal that 343 needed to do but the one thing they need to get right with Infinite was take that classic Halo feel that we know and love, but is dated, admittedly, mm-hmm. and just make it feel modern without losing, or just bring it into a modern lose context without without losing yeah. what makes it. And I think they thread that needle really, really well. Like, I think the way that they've handled sprinting, is they've handled it in a way where even people who are mostly against sprinting don't seem to really have an issue with it this time around. Yeah. Wait, I think the way they... Sprinting? It's a whole thing. Yeah, because Halo <laughs> never used to have sprinting, but now they've balanced it well where, like, if you're sprinting with an objective, it reveals you. So mm-hmm. you yeah. have, like, legitimate considerations with using it. Um, I think that... And the speed is just right, too, where they don't really need to increase the map size to accommodate Yeah, it. yeah too um and then also with the way they they've done uh aim down sights i think it's it's um because something i didn't know until actually a couple days ago if you're like aiming down sights with the assault rifle it doesn't uh descope you which i didn't yeah because it's it's you're not you're not using a sight like it's something like the battle rifle you're like you're scoped in because you get like yeah a very big magnification but if you're just i guess like the 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 in canon uh explanation for that is you're just like magnifying your using your visor or something and i think the way that they've that they've handled like aim down sights is something that like people who play a lot of call of duty will recognize it but it's also something where you don't really rely on it a lot of the time and mm-hmm. it makes it still feel like halo and all of the weapons that have an actual scope there is still descoping, which is a very important part yeah. of especially like, sniper rifle balancing and whatnot i'm I'm, ta- I'm i'm looking at you halo 4 God. <laughs> <laughs> the quick scopers right, so- paradise we're 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 running out of time so all i can say is that i'm 
against descoping. <laughs> but we can't really get into that anymore. <laughs> it, it is. I, I get why people would be against it, but it is inherently part of Halo at this point. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's part it, of how it's always been. With, you take it out, and you get Halo Four. <laughs> Halo with the scoping and Bungie with the amount of things that inflict flinch are. Well, it's because the main thing with, with Halo's descoping is that generally your accuracy doesn't change very much. It never changes. It's yeah. just your zoom. So you can still hit someone just fine with a weapon. You just have to aim unscoped. So Yeah. And it and it allows the other person to have a comeback. Like if you get a like if you're mm -hmm. shooting them from behind, they can turn around and descope you. It gives them a chance to fight back. Because yeah. Yeah. Halo one on one engagements with other players in Halo is not like a quick like one second thing it's it's like a freaking cage it's match like a three second a cage match <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> all right well we've talked a lot about gameplay and i think overall most of our gameplay impressions are all very good aside from very a few balance quirks we got to talk about the one major negative right now which yes. is the progression system they've designed is just strange uh i want to hit on two there are two things in the game that i really don't think should be there because they're solutions to problems that 343 themselves have created and they're bad solutions uh, challenge swaps and XP boosts are rewards both from the free and the paid battle pass in certain areas. And basically what they let you do is skip the lame challenges. The lame challenges are the creation of 343. They are not good. Uh, they suck. Getting a challenge swap as a reward is just not fun, right? It just doesn't feel good. Um, getting an XP boost as a reward also feels very lame because XP boosts are like one-hour consumables, but... You have the issue of you need to then super targetedly go after specific challenges, and when you go after these challenges, you can just you may just not want to play the objective because mm -hmm. sometimes it's really hard to play the objective while doing these challenges. So I have, have a do, you have to actively go against the objective. Yep, I have I a challenge right them. now, which is kill twenty five people with a battle rifle. Right, not not a huge hugely problematic challenge in concept. Right. It's just get a battle rifle and kill some people with it. It's not that hard to do, but it means I'm now actively spending time in all of my matches checking to see if the battle rifle has spawned because the spawns in the in the game are random. Um, you, you don't know, know you which weapons that? are. What? You know how you can fix that? If you play ranked, you start with a battle rifle. Yeah, but I don't want to play ranked because then I have I'm, to play I'm ranked and play it to do challenges, right? Like it, it's such a which is a, another challenge is exactly. Ranked. <laughs> See, they've created all these problems where the gameplay is all very well designed, but the challenges encourage you to not play the game, right? Yeah. They encourage you to play the game in a way I that's have bad. Had, I've had the most amount of fun. So because I have no life, I've done all the weeklies at this point. I did that like two days ago. Um, and since then, I've had no challenges. I've got no XP other than just getting 50 XP for finishing a match. It's the most amount of fun I've had with the game because I can just play it yeah. without... And I'm just like imagining, how much annoying. more fun, Wyatt, would you be having if instead of challenges, we just had the same progression that MCC had? I, I, I don't know about MCC. It should be based on medals. It should be it should based, be based on, on medals you get. It should be like Reach. It should be based on medals. I think MCC, while, while having progression now, I, I think... Well, I, 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 MCC and Reach, I kind of would use interchangeably here because I think both of them solve the problem in different ways. But the, the point I think I, I'm making is that the current progression system is inherently just not super well designed. Yeah. And it feels weird because you can tell they're trying to fix problems with Band-Aids of, of, of their system they've made that has its own faults that they have created, mm -hmm. right? It's not... 
I, I feel like there's a solution here to maybe you just have the free to play players have the challenge system or something, and you move people that have paid for the battle pass or whatever onto a different thing. Or if you buy the the campaign, your XP track is the metal track or something, just so that way, if you are paying for the game with the full price or something, or you have it a game pass or something, you have progression more akin to what a traditional Halo game would have, rather than this weird free to play hybrid. That isn't like yeah. I want to make it clear it doesn't feel scummy, right? Like it no, doesn't, it doesn't. feel pre- predatory in any way. It just feels poorly. Decided. It just feels unrewarding. Yeah. <laughs> Where I go ahead, Brett. They they had they had a thing uh, before, and this is also I, I forget if we. I think we did at the beginning of this discussion. I forget uh, where they because they they did uh, they they band aid fixed it by by giving yeah. you fifty confirmed XP no matter how you do in a match. Um, but originally, because the the first few days that this was out, I I super no lifed it, and I got it to the point where my uh, like play games and get XP eventually challenges got up to like rank thirteen, and at that point it was like it was giving me like two XP for only winning like three games or two hundred XP for only winning like three games, and I think they could do like an in between where you could get more XP during the day depending on how many games you actually played within that 24 hour period just to give you something for playing playing more you know um but i think in general there does have to be like th- this 50 xp is, is certainly fine for now and uh you know we're we're we're, at, we're talking about this as if it's going to be like fixed in the future which hopefully it does because it's not perfect and i want it to be but like giving you something i think ultimately for me uh giving you something extra for actually winning a game is... Just or for just performing well, like yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like even if you lose, you could still be like the best player in that match, and yeah. you still lost it. Which is which is where, where the medals, medals come in, come in. yeah. Because yeah. um, I, I, I'm it feels the like the game point. tracks your progress in a way that does that, right? Like encourages you to it's, play the yeah. objective by doing medals, and and you have like objective it time. It shows counters. you all the medals you get at the end of the game, yeah, and explains screen, yeah. what they are, like why you got them, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it just it feels really bad to get like ten medals in a match and then just get fifty XP finishing the match because you didn't yeah. do your well, challenges well it's also you don't you don't get as invested because it's like oh no matter if we win or lose i'm getting the same amount of experience exactly that's that's yeah. where i am right now because i i finished um last night i finished my my weeklies as well so now i i, I have like 75 percent like the best time of my life because now i don't have a 343 on my shoulders telling me that i need to use this gun or do this specific thing which is like I wasn't not having fun doing that. It's just now I have more freedom to do whatever I want. But then sometimes I just like think about it and it's like, uh, my team's not doing super well on this game of total control. Yeah, whatever. I don't really care because I'm only going to get 50 XP either way. So at, yeah. at least like a hundred XP for winning, or like something per like medal or something. Like maybe maybe not for every medal, but like oh, if you like a like a double kill is plus. 10 or something or five like something something like that where you know they wouldn't have to like go and recalculate like every single thing that's probably because it feels like just maybe you keep the system as it is in place right now aside from like changing the challenges that encourage you to use like specific vehicles and stuff because those are bad right those are particularly bad as i saw earlier today i feel so bad for those people i saw like multiple teammates today earlier today running around the base looking for specific rare weapons because they had weapon challenges and just like looking around and then getting angry when someone else would take it. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. The line this feels the shade so turret. unnecessary. Yeah, the shade well, turret is awful. Sometimes sometimes trying to get shade turret kills feels like you're 
in the line for the restroom and you're just you're just waiting for <laughs> other people to get their shit done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was really dumb. That and also like the challenges can get very specific. Like I want to I want to mention the shade turret thing again because that's probably one of the most BS challenges. Like the shade turret itself like is pretty good. Like it hits pretty hard. You can kill with it pretty easily. The problem is it's only on one map in one mode and once it blows up on the map, it doesn't come back. Mm -hmm. So you have one chance in that one map to actually... And you can't control getting that map, right? Like, it's not no, you yeah. can't. not like MCC and, where you can select modes and whatnot. And it's only on your side. So the only time where it really is useful is, like, capture the flag, where they're actually coming onto your side. Other mm -hmm. than that, they're just going to avoid you entirely. And yeah. I've mentioned this a couple times. I, I swear to God... The only reason they don't let you select game modes right now is because it that would mean that you can get through challenges quicker because you can just select the game mode yeah. that you need. And it just feels like, like you don't even need to change the average amount of XP people earn. You just need to make it so that they don't earn it in this backwards way that encourages them to not play the game, right? You should yeah. be rewarding everything that they're doing as much as you can. Reward people playing the game how they want to play it, not make them play in some arbitrary way that... Mm -hmm. is just randomly generated because there are some the only, bad challenges yeah the, the only time you should be giving people extra credit is when they actually do the thing that is what the game mode is supposed to be like yeah. one that's of the, the hardest, only time that you should get extra shit yeah one of the hardest ones like if you get like if you have to get wasp kills like everyone wants the wasp so that one's really difficult it's so rare given. it's like that and the gun it's, goose feel yeah. awful because you gun have to wait for yeah. that one thing to maybe spawn on a map also, if you get the wraiths, I think I've maybe run into two wraiths. I've I have a wraiths I've had a challenge for the last three days to kill an enemy wraith. I have not seen a single wraith in the last three days. To recap, <laughs> I've played this game for over two days, and I've seen two wraiths in the entire game after <laughs> two days. Like, if you have yeah. anything wraith related, I just hit me up. Our, our heart goes out to you. <laughs> There's nothing we can do, but. And I, I do think that uh, I don't think it's it's like a malicious thing that they don't have game mode selectable. I think it's just like for now they don't want to risk splitting the player yeah. base like because there aren't a ton modes. of maps and modes right it's, now. Yeah. So, but but I, I think combined with whether it's like metal things or getting extra XP for for winning and then doing uh letting you select your own like playlist like you can in MCC, I think that will end up fixing a lot of these things. In, in in better ways than we might even yeah. expect, honestly. Like a lot of a lot of challenges that might seem like BS will probably seem a, a lot easier when you can just like pick certain maps uh and or in certain modes. Like I I don't wanna have to sit to, you know, even chance upon a game of oddball in quick play when I have to win three and I might Whoa. get one in a play session. Um it's, yeah. No, yeah, or or it's like, oh, you have to kill enemies that are trying to return their flag and capture the flag, which means you have to get a map with capture the flag. You also have to make sure that you're pretty much the attacker at all times mm -hmm. to yeah. even get it. And what I want to make sure here is I, I think the picking the game modes thing so you can find that specific thing should be implemented for the sake of players wanting to play a game mode. But it should yeah, not that, that be seen be as the solution place. for these challenges because that is fixing a symptom of the problem, not the problem itself, mm -hmm. right? Well, it's yeah. it's fixing the wrong thing, and it's making it's just kind of encouraging that weird cyclical creation and fixing of problems that shouldn't be in the game to begin with. 
especially because like right now they have the the time to fix it right because it's not a huge problem yet but the more people play this game and the more like in the future with additional seasons especially because like this battle pass i think was meant to last six months which seems they, like a they've weird it. amount of time it's um, meant to last six months because you get 50 experience per game completion which just they, feels they've increased weird. it by like a month or two because they're they're delaying the next season to make sure it's like because Halo Reach was grindy, right? But Halo Reach was grindy in a good way, where you really felt accomplished yeah. for getting things. And this it just kind of feels like you have to metagame the system super hard. Whereas in Reach, you could just play the game. <laughs> well, the other thing is like something that I guess this was also an issue in in five to a certain extent. But one thing that I've never really experienced when it comes to like Halo. Uh, like wearing halo armor is that more so than ever it's like i'm not wearing this because i think it looks cool i'm wearing this because it shows off how like the how stuff much i did. progressed in the battle it's, yeah pass. it's I, the I, same I reason i feel game. like i i don't know i say this but i've seen a lot of people wearing the store armors i just to me they hold no appeal because you didn't you get didn't them. earn them it's yeah it's not showing off an achievement which is what halo's always kind of been about is you, you get that when you get the cool flaming skull that means you reach that master ranking and whatnot so Having those kind of things stay that way, I think, is very important mm-hmm. for the game. So. I think, I think d- depending because we don't have a lot of details on it, but I think depending on how this like, because the, the way that they're doing uh, for for people that don't know the way that they're doing like the little like mini season, like the closest thing that they have to what a normal battle pass would be is that they're having like events, um, and that we have one coming up uh, in next week, two I days, think. I think, when we're recording. Yeah, November twenty um, second or something. It starts. I thought so. it was the twenty third. If it's the twenty second, then it's. 20. It might be the twenty third. Um, I, I haven't checked. But it's the, like I think they said uh, 30, 30 ranks or something, and that's where you get all like the really cool like samurai armor stuff. So I'm I'm okay if like if if I have to do crazy challenges, I'll do it for the samurai armor. I won't do it for a rank in the regular battle pass, but I'll I'll do it for the crazy like like deer antler samurai armor yeah. that oh, yeah. looks like I had to work. I also really the one thing I am concerned about with these events is that. They've said they want to avoid FOMO as much as possible. I really hope they stick to that for these events yeah, yeah. and make th- these things still achievable in some way because mm-hmm. it would be really sucky if you haven't started playing the game for whatever reason. Say you're on like military deployment or you don't have a computer yeah, right a now. You, you have life things and you, see, you like love samurai Or, or you should be doing schoolwork. Yeah, it's like there's so many reasons where why FOMO is just not a good thing in games. Yeah. It's it drains your consumers out to where they're not going to want to play your franchise anymore. Cough, cough, destiny. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just the kind of thing where they need to avoid that. And if they stick to what they've said, they're going to do and avoid that successfully, or they implement something like monster hunter has where you repeat the events often. So that way it's not like a thing that is unachievable for a long time. It comes back like once a month, then that would be fine. Right. If you rotate them in and out, but as long as you're not, making it so this is like oh if you miss this one week thing you are permanently never able to get this armor set yeah yeah and that would suck really badly so. yeah all right cough, cough. Um, destiny cough, cough. i i do and i don't know if anyone else does i do have they're 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 non-progression problems but i do have problems with with other parts of, of this game that uh one one frustrates me to no end and the other one is just kind of like why about spartan course um well, that's 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 the why one. Um, I don't know why I can't put a helmet from one guy onto the head of another guy. Or even worse, colors. 
They both, or or like literally behind, sharing colors <laughs> behind a twenty dollar paywall. It's but like it's not behind a paywall, not. though, right? <laughs> There's just, no other option. You just can't do it. <laughs> I, I can't put I can't put like uh, Carter's colors on a Halo Infinite Mark Seven Spartan because they don't have the option in the color palette, to, or like visor colors and stuff. Well, and it's I just unlocked the, the the Carter uh, Spartan core, right? And I was like, oh, Carter has that really cool, like really high shoulder uh, pad that I want to put on uh, my guy with the EVA helmet. But you can't mix and match your cores. You can't. Yeah. If you have your mark, you have your your mark. Uh, what five, right? Which is like your default guy, and then yeah. you have your mark four, which is where all of your reach stuff goes. But you can't put your reach armor on your mark five for some reason i don't understand why it's just confusing why, why have that limitation why why, why does this exist because apparently bots bots can bots can be randomized to have oh. sharing armor core like colors and pieces and it, it's it's a weird and thing seasonal, maybe and the seasonal armor as well just yeah to, yeah just to like twist it's knife. yeah which means that it's it's in the game and you know you can you can get a little taste of it but like it's Maybe something like wasn't working, where like certain parts were like clipping like really bad, depending on, it, and they just wanted to fix it or something. But I really hope it. It seems like something that they should add because it's just like, why can't I do it? It's yeah. if anything, if you're thinking about it from a from a money making standpoint, it's a it's a disincentive for me to buy something because if I buy something from the shop, or if I if I get something from a season, then I can't use it on, on my it. guy. Well, then I don't want to buy it. It's like if I, if I really like the reach armor and I in the future battle passes don't give me anything for the reach armor, what's the point, right? Like I'm it's, always yeah. going to use the reach armor. What matters? Um, so yeah, that that is a definitely a problem. Yeah. That and my 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 one actual legitimate issue with the game so far is that they really they really did put the Halo Three mini map in a game where people can can sprint and fly at you with a grappling hook, and, and <laughs> it, it's just. It's infuriating. It is absolutely infuriating. The map is the map. The mini map is completely useless. It's yeah. For 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 one thing, it's like an inch on the bottom corner of the screen, which is fine. But I can't scale it up to make it easily seeable. And even then, it covers like two feet of space surrounding me. It feels like so. If I you can't, see someone like, on your mini map, they're already shooting at you. It's yeah. They've already won. Um, that and also with how many. I I don't mind how powerful grenades are because they should be that powerful. It's Halo. But it's the, it's the year of our Lord, 2021. Where are the grenade indicators? Three, three, three for three, please. My God, yeah. I've, I've, so many times it has Especially happened. Especially because it's where super hear... hard to distinguish an ally grenade and an enemy grenade. It's, yeah. Mm. I, so. I've, I've, I've done it so many times where I hear the little, the little tinkle of a, of a frag being dropped nearby and I go into cover only to realize after being blown up by it that I had just hopped on top of it instead of away from it. It's it's super frustrating, and then again, that feels like a thing that they just like should add because it's in every other game ever right now, and would not take away from the Halo ness of, of the Halo game. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. All right. With that, I think we've hit our shoutouts point. We we have yeah. we're, we've we're, this is on track to be probably our longest episode of the regular podcast. So, oh. <laughs> who wants to start first for shoutouts? I'll I'll start. Um, shout out to the uh, to the Craig reference in the, the <laughs> halo infinite campaign that uh people who are fortunate enough to play that found uh apparently it's an album them. cover and he's some like traveling like uh musician like popular brute musician <laughs> it's really good which is hilarious I, I love to see what developers can can kind of poke fun at themselves and and you know show a bit of humanity 
So mm -hmm. that was very nice to see. And we need more Easter eggs in games. We're rare now. For sure. Makes me sad. Yeah. We do. All right. Halo's always been. Who wants to go next? Though. Um, I will go. My shout out is to uh you know, you know, we, we, we talked about this before in the episode where we talked about Kojima, where like no we usually one person usually gets known for the game in certain roles, but usually they can't save a game. Sometimes exceptions happen and, and Joe Staten has apparently revealed himself to be a, a, a god in human clothing and has pretty much evidently just like single handedly saved Halo Infinite from whatever guy that was there first, because ever since they got rid of him and, and replaced him with Joe Staten, it's like all all the people whose talents like felt like they were being at least a little bit misused in previous three four three games, like all of all of the things are really really good now and he as a creative director is clearly what like at, at least started the the development of of a of a much better game than it would have been if, if it released last and year th this makes no sense because anytime there's a game with trouble development they're like oh we're bringing back a creative director from the old days to finish up development yeah yeah it never ends it usually well. never works yeah. anthem they brought back uh what's his name uh I don't know. I've blocked it from my memory. <laughs> they, He's they lost back, any good faith. <laughs> they brought back the creative director from uh, Mass Effect and Dragon Age, and they're like, yeah, he's back. Everything's going to be fine. No. <laughs> there, he's gone again. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. And he left again. <laughs> he's like, not my problem anymore. I got my check. See ya. <laughs> but no, that shouldn't, this shouldn't be the case that things got better after, after Joey came back. I love the man, but this shouldn't be the case. And it somehow I'm just it glad that it amazing. happened. I, I'm, I'm glad so that glad that it happened. All right. Look, I got to give a shout out to nonviolent video games because I've been playing two other games like the last two weeks. Uh, Grow Song of the Evertree and House Flipper, both of which have nothing even resembling combat and are just peaceful games where you go like grow a field or build a house. And they're extremely fun. House Flipper has some horror game elements to it. House Flipper can get scary sometimes, but <laughs> Grow is one of those like little indie games that came out. I was just like, this is the perfect game, and it's it's excellent. It's the kind of thing where I look at this, I'm like, man, sometimes you just gotta do Animal Crossing, but with randomly generated worlds that you grow by singing to trees and then cool. go back to ma manage a town sometimes, with randomly generated villagers do and do tasks for them and then build a village because of course the game has town building in it and sometimes it's just very excellent so grow something in the tree sometimes. great alex sometimes. what you got for our final shout out um i'm gonna do one that's halo themed as well uh shout, shout out to the 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 the, the meme where it goes uh Master Chief, mind telling me what you're doing in the nurse's office? Sir, I threw up. I threwed up. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite one is ballin', but at ballin'. what cost? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you doing Chief, with uh, that Big Mac? <laughs> it, 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 I, I'm so tired, and it makes more sense when you see the image, because it was, it was uh, uh, one of those wall-mounted cameras uh, <laughs> on the school. But it was, a uh, Master Chief, do you mind telling me what you're doing on the wall? Sir, security camera. <laughs> hate it <laughs> alright with that we're gonna end the show as always Tuesday mornings 7am eastern time on the podcast platform of your choice and YouTube you can also check it, catch us live on Twitch Sundays around 8pm eastern time we're there whoa <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I, I also like the one, uh, uh, Alex, where uh, Master Chief, what are you doing in bed? And the Master Chief goes, 